Hey guys, I'm Alexa Monsoor. I play Hope in The Walking Dead World Beyond, and you're watching Below the Belt Show. Don't don't uh, die on the show. Um, <laughs> no, I won't die. If they try and kill me on the show, I just want you guys to know that I will not go down. Okay. So I will be like, no, this All isn't right. happening. At least two seasons. <laughs> Can say hi okay. to your dad, Daryl, for us. Oh yeah, I will, Daddy. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> right guys it's time for another episode of btb but not just any show a spooktacular edition the halloween (laughs) the halloween episode if you will of below the belt show i'm your host al soto aka celebrity soto your host with the most but today i am none other than mando from the mandalorian with my Baby Yoda in tow. That's pretty. I think I got that exact same one. That's good. <laughs> so oh let's go God. ahead. You've grown out your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, don't, I don't have the better helmet. <laughs> Not you, Nick. Oh, Nick. You want me to put my hair on? Okay, I'm going to put the, put the hair I on. I thought he'd just grown out his hair crazy long. <laughs> it's, the, it's that cool of a wig, man. I and wasn't going to say anything about it. Never, like. One month. Right? Let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the panel. With no Halloween costume, but nonetheless sporting a Michael Jackson thriller background and then a Michael Jackson thriller shirt. He is the king of the 80s. Oh, there he goes, a smiley face. The emoticon. Uh, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Good to be here. Once yeah. again, on Below the Belt Show. There you go. There's the smiley emoticon. I love it. I love it. And let's go ahead and welcome to Below the Belt show. She had to be back for this Halloween episode. She is a a veteran of Halloween costumes on our BTB episodes. She always likes to keep it festive. Ladies and gentlemen, she's the one and the only Sabrina Taylor Smith. Heyo. What's up, everybody? Below the Belt. <laughs> Good to have you back on BTB. Sabrina, not only is it a Halloween episode, but you're here for another reason, but we'll mention that shortly. Let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, guys, from the Avengers Endgame, he is the one and only 
Thor the Captain. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. It's going to be a bumpy, spooky night tonight, so make sure you keep your seatbelts fastened and your seatbacks in their straight-up position. It's going to be a spooky night. All right. Sasha, can you do the honors and take a nice snapshot of us? Oh, sure. All right. Uh, <laughs> there so we go. Keep Yoda in front of you. Put him, put him like, right in front of you. Because otherwise he gets faded out from the background. How's this work? No? Can't see him. Nope, right, right there. Now you do. Yep, that's perfect. All right, ready. And three, two. Look, it's just Michael Jackson. That's weird. There you go. Guys, we have an incredible show from top to bottom. I do have to remove Mando's helmet <laughs> so I can uh, read the iPad here, guys. But yeah, it's uh, too much. It's too much with the costumes, right? <laughs> with his mask. It's like it's like one of those masks that you wore like like back when you were a kid, and it was like a real cheaply made and with a rubber band on the back. And it usually well, broke before you actually got to trick or treating. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a little better quality. It seems like it's a durable plastic. I'm talking but, about mine, uh, mine. Oh, yours, yours. Yeah, yeah that's like, an old school mask. Yeah, like that you can't one. you can't breathe out of it. You can't see out of it. Yeah, just a big old hazard. <laughs> right. Well, nonetheless, guys, an incredible show from top to bottom top for a Halloween episode. Lots of trick tricks and treats in store, and we also have to mention our amazing featured celebrity guest interview later on in this program, guys. I know Sabrina's really excited, guys. She's pretty much Hollywood royalty. Her father was veteran actor Martin Landau. Wow. She, she's been a part of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for several seasons as her character of Drusilla. She um, is currently seen in season five of Amazon Prime's Bosch as Rita. She'll be in an upcoming episode of Claws, and she's got a film that she wrote, produced, and directed, and also stars in, playing a fictionalized version of herself. Guys, we welcome actress Juliet Landau on Below the Belt show, Drusilla herself on BTB. What um, what a great film! Very different, very unique film. A mockumentary. I've never seen anything yeah. like that before. Right. It's just so different from, like, anything. I've never seen a mockumentary where somebody's interviewing people playing themselves that's not themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of celebrity cameos, too. Documentary horror films. Yeah. So I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> it's going to be exciting to talk. Creativity. Ooh, a little scritchy scratchy sounds going on. What's going on? Yep, that's me trying to plug in my device into my computer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Might wanna kinda dying and I wanted to let all the Buffy forums know that I'm interviewing Juliet Lando right now. So okay. I just needed that to be on so I could do that. Okay. okay cool. And stay where you're at right now because it sounds better. You're closer, closer yeah. to the mic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't so, yeah, this film is great. Uh, appearances by Robert Patrick himself. Man, uh, the Terminator. Joss Whedon makes an appearance. Gary Oldman, Ron Perlman, and Lance Hendrickson. So, um, a great yep. film um, that we're going to talk about. Juliet Landau. Courtesy of our friends from PR Machine. They've been awesome to us. They've just been giving us guests, which is amazing, guys. So, let's go ahead and then just go right into it, guys. Everything going on in the world of entertainment this week, guys. Ooh. Woo! So, uh, 
it's interesting to talk about the box office because I mentioned we're seeing movies in the top five movies that were movie that were hits years ago, um, and that's the number five movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, <laughs> the re-release is the fifth movie because there's no basically no movies in the theaters that you can see uh, right now. Um, but holding on the number one spot is Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. That's the second weekend in a row in the number one spot. The War with Grandpa, number two. Number three, Tenet has been in the theaters pretty much since the theaters opened, and it's still in the top five movies. Of course it is. It's it's one of the five movies that came out this year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And The Empty Man is the fourth um, top film. Um, And, of course, I already mentioned Nightmare Before Christmas. Coming in number five. Um, It's crazy, man, because I hope this is not what we're going to see in the U.S., but in Italy and in Germany, they've actually shut down their theaters again. Um, yeah, because yes. there's supposed to be a huge spike in COVID cases. Exactly. Because flu season and everything. So. Well, in Germany specifically, um, they're experiencing their second wave. And um, the closure of cinemas, theaters, restaurants, bars, gyms, and other leisure venues uh, are going to be closed for the entire month. Um, man, that's just like, um, so I guess it's, if, if Europe is experiencing their second wave, we're still in our first wave. Oh man, just please, uh, get us through this craziness guys. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually thought I had COVID very recently and went and took a test. Luckily I do not, but yeah. Yay for the negative test. Thank but, I mean, I, I'm surprised you don't have it. paranoid when they got a cold right now during the pandemic, okay? Shachi, what? Right. surprised she doesn't have it. Because Sabrina had everything else, like, you know, sickness like and stuff. Like, everything under the sun. I've had, like, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy you don't have it. Like, I'm surprised I don't have it either. My allergies <laughs> went berserk, and I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, no. I, I well, kind of feel your pain. I usually get, like, really sick once a year, and it yeah. hasn't happened yet, so I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. not. Knock on wood, guys. Um, uh, But yes, movies are still getting pushed. We mentioned a lot of them. Tomb Raider is the latest film to now be pushed with no apparent date. It's supposed to come out in March of 2021. Tomb Raider? Um, Tomb Raider sequel. Yeah. Wow, they actually made a sequel to it. That's. Yeah. I like the newer one. Yeah. uh, The newer one I thought was a lot better than the one with Angelina Jolie. Jolie. So I would not mind seeing a sequel for that. Okay. And I uh, used to play all the Tomb Raider video games, and I also tried to that, go to that level where you see her naked. I tried to do that. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I may or may have not tried to search for those screen caps. Um, I think we all have at some point. <laughs> Nick, you're shake. You're you're nodding your head. Did you have you? Uh... Uh, I'm I'm pleading the fifth on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't at all like this, like pixelated. So I've heard. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to see too much. Um, no. I remember the uh, the video game, I think it was called Heavy Rain, that um, Ellen Page. Oh, yeah, she gets Umbrella naked. Umbrella Academy. She, there, yeah. there's, a, there's a nude um, code, right? It's not, it's, well, she's nude in it, um, implied, but you, but there, there's actually a, a, a nude cheat code um, <laughs> for the PC version of oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, it's a PC version there that explains it. 
Right. There's right, a that... there's a nude version for any PC game. Ah, okay. <laughs> but is that really her in the um No, no in the cheap not. version? Is not Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Yeah. Curiosity's uh, kills a cat. Um the Aretha Franklin biopic Respect has now moved to August 2021. It was initially supposed to come out in January of 2021. So oh, movies are still getting pushed, you know. Was, um, do we know who was playing Aretha? It's not a movie. Jennifer yeah, Hudson. She's also very oh. excited about it. That's a good casting. That, that'd be yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. New coming out that Sabrina's really excited about. Okay, fine. I'll tell you. Um, uh, Mariah Carey just wrote a book. Um, and I oh, just purchased oh. it. I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. Okay. Also, she's releasing an album called The Rarities, which are remixes and songs that she's never released into the public. Oh. Okay. I can die happy. <laughs> well, that's upcoming music releases, uh, since we're still on the topic yeah, of film. Like, it's not a movie, but I mean. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. if we're getting Glitter Part 2, I might have to. Glitter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's never talk about glitter. <laughs> Let's never talk about uh, we just saw the first trailer of News of the World. Um, that's still um, scheduled to come out on Christmas with Tom Hanks playing Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd in post-Civil War America. Mm-hmm. So let's look out for that film and hope that film uh, keeps its date of Christmas along with Wonder Woman 1984. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, Why guys. Why do we always have to do the 80s theme movie? Hey, what? What you, you know what cool? so like, like, you know, The King of the 80s is in the 20, panel. Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. what the hell did you just say? Talking that shit? <laughs> we always have to go to the 80s. Like, why can't we try another time era? Like the 90s? Like, I don't know, Captain, the 20s? Captain no, Marvel? You, you just had <laughs> Captain Marvel do the 90s, and it yeah. sucked. That, um, I liked the nostalgia of the 90s. I was like, yeah, Nirvana. I did too, but um, they didn't do it right in Captain Marvel, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I'll second well, that. Well, we need Are more you're... 90s films. That's that's exactly my point, Chach. We should get some more 90s-themed films. Uh, and someone yeah, I will think the early, the early 90s, I think, were just honorary 80s years anyways. I mean, Stranger Things go. is working up to it. I'm sure we'll get to the 90s with Stranger Things. Yeah, and they're going, so. they're going they're in real only... time, aren't they? They're only, what, were they on 85 now? So they're going to be 86 this year? And yeah, not be around I, for them. I think, and it goes in real time because the, the kids, yeah. are, you can tell when the kids I mean, are getting... I mean, that's a time jump. With it, you know, they're growing. Do. Right. So Spider-Man 3 in production now, guys. Um, Sabrina, you must be excited about that. Tom Holland managed to fit in both the Uncharted movie and Spider-Man 3. I know you know something about Uncharted, Nick. Oh, yeah. That's based on a video game. <laughs> uh, it's based on one of the best written video game franchises to date. It's really good. Yeah, it's from Who's Naughty Dog. Vill- villain in the new Spider-Man movie, do we know yet? I don't have much on the plot. Obviously, it's going to be a direct sequel of Far From Home. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the whole panic storyline of, of Peter's um, you know, uh, identity being revealed. So right. I'm, I'm sure it's going to deal with that. And I'm sure we're going to see J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they haven't really given any other. Well, there is one thing. Um, Jamie Foxx's Electro yep. um, is, is rumored to um, be in this third film. I don't know if he'll be the main villain. That'd be fucking dope if it is, though. Um, but, um, but again, it, it's the multiverse. 
He's mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield villain, and now he's going to be a part of this um, third oh, film. Okay, see. right, you're right. I, I think if they if Sony pulls the move and gets Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to be part of the multiverse, I, that's the fucking. That would be pretty cool. I would be I'd be pretty into that. I would be super into that. That would and be you and awesome. you're not gonna leave uh, mid movie in the theater. As long as I don't have any relatives die that make me have like a mental breakdown, I think we'll be fine. Uh, okay. Luckily, I don't have too many left. So. I said the story behind this. I'm thinking. Oh, Sabrina decided to leave midway through the movie. Well, I had a freak out. I'm sorry. It was emotional. It happens. It happens. Um, but yes, uh, be happy that they're making Spider-Man 3. Um, shooting some in New York, but the majority in Atlanta. Um, it's called Serenity Now. The, 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 Why? The code, name, the code name is called Serenity Now, as you know. The code name is Serenity Yeah, now. so they it's always like the Atlanta, do you know? They always take a part of uh, a Seinfeld episode for the code names because they don't want people showing up on set, you know, mm-hmm. for these like crazy, you know, movies that have big fandoms like Star Wars did the exact same thing. Right, uh, but I mean, what like those are those aren't usually really like those are like on location. I'm wondering why they didn't just continue filming in New York because Spider-Man is is based out of. It's it's the majority of it's the um, the studios that they use in uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. All all the Marvel movies have those studios in Atlanta. They can shoot all those big green screen things. So. Yeah. It's kind of That's weird they're using like that. these code names that they tell you it's it's all like Seinfeld code names. So if you see like a sign that says like Serenity Now. Summer of George think, was the other one. Well, the Summer of George. Yeah, That's pretty that funny, was... but like <laughs> you got to figure like people are going to realize that. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna catch on just by simply Summer reading the entertainment news. Yeah, <laughs> Summer of George was that was for the second. That was for uh, Far From Home, actually. Really? Yeah. Crazy, yeah, are these huh? For all Marvel movies or just for the, the Spider-Man? Just movies? for Spider-Man, yeah, okay. yeah. So far, at least. That's funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of Marvel films, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just wrap production, so expect that. Um, to hopefully come out soon and get get rid of this pandemic and people can go to the theaters because they got to see this in the theaters. If it goes Disney Plus, man, it's gonna suck. But you know, hey, and what movie I mean, is this based on? Shang Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings. I w- this is when uh, Mike the General's. Uh, yeah, he probably uh, would cream his pants. Yeah, he'd right come now. in handy right now for this yeah. one. But it, it's an all Asian cast, um, and. Um, well, it, it's basically it's it's it's. Uh, I really honestly don't know much about the plot, um, but I know it's, that it's a totally new character, right? Well, a new no, character. It's, it's an established character in the comic books. It's just well, not I mean, in the movies. Books. In the movies. And the yeah, MCU the new character. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's all I had to know. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be just fine. It's yeah. probably. Mike the General's out. Where are you? Uh, um, so, um, so this You're is You're a exciting. resident nerd. <laughs> so we need. Uh, I want. I wonder if a general could explain this one too. So Zach, we all know about Zach Snyder's cut of the Justice League. We're all excited mm-hmm. about that. Oh yeah. Um, so apparently Joe Manganiello will return as Deathstroke. Oh good. As you know, he was in the end credits 
of the um, Justice League uh, Josh oh. Whedon cut that we saw. Um, and um, this is the theatrical cut of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that very last, the post credit scene on that beautiful yacht had this be- gorgeous backdrop. It was a really cool scene. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, they're actually shooting a lot of new footage. Like, initially I thought he had all this stuff in the can, maybe a couple things here and there, and a lot of post-production and effects. But, no, they actually have to shoot a lot of stuff. And we announced last week that Jared Leto will be coming back to reprise his role mm-hmm. as the Joker, which apparently was oh, the, least, the least likable Joker uh, in the yeah. movies. Yeah. See, but the problem I, is like I, he I didn't really those get those... A time to like even show his character. I don't think. Thank you. Know? you. Like, yeah. Thank I didn't you. like the way he looked um, personally, but he didn't really get a chance to act, and he's a great actor. Phenomenal so actor. He's a great actor. I I didn't. I thought his take on Joker was not. I feel like everyone had a really different take on Joker, and right. some of them went more dark with it, but his was more like gangster. Yeah. Gangster yeah. Joker, yeah. and it wasn't what we normally see Joker as. It it's a different, different take. Maybe it was, it was just not. Like, yeah. Well, I, I hope this is redemption, if anything. Yeah. Um, Jared I, I, Leto yeah, is a I great actor. I read a actor. thing about it that actually um, Zack Snyder isn't using any of the reshoots that Joss Whedon filmed. Correct. Which is great. Yep, that's exact. So basically, I think it's pretty much the first half of the film or the first act of the film mm. that we saw was Zach's and like, I think the second and third acts was Joss. I think I'm not positive. Yeah. I think that's, no, I think that's what it was. It was something like that. Yeah. And of course there's stuff out of sequence too, like the initial, um, you know, the, um, photos, the, the digitally erasing, um, Henry mustache. Cavill's mustache, mm-hmm. which is the, like the first scene of the movie. Um, I wonder if they're just going to reshoot that whole scene. You know, that might not be needed in, in uh, Snyder's cut. It might not be integral. We'll see. So, we'll see. We'll see, right? Eventually. We'll see. That'll be a slap in the face to, <laughs> to Joss. I guess they reshot it. Um, let's see. So uh, Jurassic World, the third film, Dominion, which I'm excited about because it brings back Laura Dern and Jeffrey Goldblum and Sam Neill. Yeah. Um, they were able to resume filming after being shut down due to coronavirus on set. They had a string of cases of COVID on set. Yeah, so, I'm wondering. I feel like that movie's been coming out for, like, ever. Well, it has been, but because of COVID, you know, production. Yeah, the delay in production. Production stopped. Or everything was mm-hmm. on hold, and now they're just starting again. And then someone else gets COVID and shuts the motherfucker down again. So it's just like, oh. it's a pain in the ass, I can imagine, guys. Um, Fucking pandemics, man. <laughs> you're, you're the worst, aren't they? They're the worst. Speaking Fucking of pandemics. Speaking of prehistoric animals, uh, the the Meg, the movie about the uh, megalodon oh. shark extinct yep. for two million years, mm-hmm. will get a sequel. And oh God! I know. I didn't even watch the first one. Ben, yeah, I, enjoyed it. I, I don't. I'm one. over the shark movies. Jaws was great. That was good for me. <laughs> oh man, sharks are. I love sharks, man. Sharks are puppy dogs. Okay. I've never puppy eaten dogs. one. I'd like to try one. No, you don't eat, eat sharks. Shark. Okay. You snuggle with sharks. That's what you do. Aren't you thinking of dolphins? No, man. No, I can, I'm, I'm going to send you some videos of do, of like people legit like snuggling with sharks and watching them react like little puppy dogs. It's the cutest damn thing. 
Maybe uh, sharks I'm definitely going to need to oh, see that. Full-grown tiger sharks. <laughs> full-grown tiger sharks that won't bite yeah, your fucking arm off. I'm I mean, definitely going to need to see this. Yes. But I, will, I will send this to you. Okay. Please do. Please. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, and, Ben Wheatley will be directing the Meg sequel. It wasn't... Our, the first one wasn't terrible. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but it wasn't like unwatchable. Okay. It, was, it was campy. It was, it was very campy, but you know, well, it was Jason Statham in full blown Jason Statham mode. So you got you little, um, some um, Ruby Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know Sabrina likes some Ruby Rose. Oh yeah. Or maybe you don't. So I'm just assuming you did, but maybe you don't. I don't know who Ruby Rose is, but I, I mean, you usually well, have pretty taste in women. I seems like she would. Yeah, you might, you might look her up. She, she, she was Catwoman. No, I'm sorry, sorry she, like was, she was, she was Batwoman. She, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna. Oh, say oh I know who she is. Yeah, she was Batman, yeah, yeah. Batwoman, but she had Batwoman, to quit. John Wick, all that. She yeah. had to quit because, like, she, got, she had. She got injured on set. Yeah. She didn't like the long hours. Blah blah blah. Just, <laughs> I mean, what do you <laughs> what expect of Batwoman? I know. Yeah. I'm sure they're gonna be working long hours, but I do love her. Yes. Yeah. And she was a bad-ass Batwoman. So I'm yeah. kind of sad that to is, see her. That is Ruby Rose, yeah. Um, so Battlestar Galactica, they're going to get a feature adaptation. So it's always been a TV show, mm. um, but never um, a big feature film. Oh, and, okay. Thank God. And, and Simon Kinberg of the X-Men franchise will be writing and producing um, cool. this um, adaptation for Universal. Um, no cast has been announced yet, but uh, hey, you know, it's in good hands. So let's just uh, keep our fingers crossed. Um, the upcoming Bullet Train movie starring Brad Pitt, um, directed by David Leitch, uh, has a new cast member in Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, Brad Pitt film, so, you know, just be happy that you're involved, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Claire Foy and Benedict Cumberbatch are teaming up um, to adapt the novel Migrations by Charlotte McConaughey. And I don't think uh, she's related to Matthew McConaughey. Um, it's about time they adapted that. Oh, yeah. Is that one of your favorite books? Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite novels. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, they made a movie out of one of my favorite novels, and it was awful. What was that? Chachi, like, really upset by it, actually. <laughs> well this one's a female protagonist in a unique setting chachi yes i know it's yeah you, you know about that right okay. yes yes um, i was like it, it was like a, a setting i haven't seen before so i was very happy to read about it yeah the final migration of arctic um turns yes yeah so she hustles her way onto a vessel of misfit fishermen and embarks mm. on an odyssey through stormy seas mm-hmm her dark past love, crime, and motherhood as it unfolds. Um, it caught up with her in that book. That dark past caught up with her. It caught up. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> she was on Stormy Seas, and uh, Trump was on Stormy Daniels. So it's a different one. <laughs> Trump was on a lot of things. <laughs> Another grabbed by the pussy. Why not? <laughs> Another. <laughs> Another book, book being. Uh, <laughs> take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> Another book being adapted is called The Statistical Probability of Love at First Sight. Another rom com coming of age with 
Haley Lou Richardson. Um, mm. Yeah, you like Haley Lou, huh? Yes. Yeah, she's um, she'll be starring in that film, so look out for that. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's a, it's a 24-hour period. It follows her character and another guy that fall in love with each other from their flight from New York to London. And then what separates them when they land, the probability of ever finding each other. So apparently they fell in love, they didn't get their contacts, and they try to find each other. I don't know. So <laughs> kind of crazy. Love story. If you want to check it out. Um Remember this? I think we talked about this movie with Kristen Bell, where she plays this housewife that get uh, gets involved with some coupon scam. They just added BB Rexa. Um, she's a singer songwriter, but she's making her feature film yeah, debut. Yeah, she does that uh, uh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. song. That song she does. <laughs> I guess you don't know the words to read them. This one's called <laughs> Kingpins. <laughs> Those are the only words I know in that song, so... What's it called? What's it called? Ooh. Not ooh, ooh, ah. But it's called Queen Things. Queen Things? Queen pin, Pins. Queen Pins. Queen Pins. pins. Okay. Uh, queen pins. Okay. Yes. Not King Pins, but Queen Pins. Oh, that's what you're saying. Now. Well, there yeah, you yeah. go. Fuck the patriarchy, that's what that is. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh-huh. um, I think, Sabrina, you're a fan of Army Hammer, right? Um, yeah, I'm a fan of that, those beautiful teeth that he has, <laughs> everything, Army, I mean, his name is kind of stupid, but he's oh. so awesome. Well, him and J-Lo. Is that? He makes up for it for his teeth. Yeah. Oh, yes, he does. Him and J-Lo will it? be in a movie called Shotgun Wedding. What's this? What's, oh, this What's that? Is this Bacon Sitter you're talking about? Baking soda. Is he love interest? Is, is it I Arm swear to God, J-Lo gets to make out with everyone hot. Well, well J-Lo's, J-Lo's easy. Yeah. I know J-Lo's she's easy I want to make out with J-Lo, too. I'm just saying. Don't we all? Uh. Mm-hmm. But she does really well with the um, the comedies. So this one's an action comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's the about a just, shotgun yeah. wedding. Play on words. Yes. There yeah. you go. I see. Yeah, it's about a destination wedding where things go south, basically. So. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Um. We also have. Um. Okay. Some really cool. Uh. Biopics coming out. Um. Joel Kinnaman, who you can see in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. We'll, We'll be playing NFL star Jerry Smith in a racial drama that charts uh, his friendship with his teammate um, for Washington, Brig Mm. Owens. Mm. Um, So this is um, an untitled film set during the civil rights era to show how Smith, who secretly was gay and died from AIDS in 86, found solace and support from Owens, who was a black man going through law school after his NFL career faced Mm his own persecution and bigotry. So mm. another, um, you know, during these social injustice times, another film to, uh, to spotlight those uh, times in history, I guess. Yep. Uh, they're doing another, um, they're doing a biopic for Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is legendary comedic actor. His, uh, daughter, cool. his daughter rain is, uh, is a Baltimore resident lives in Maryland. Is she in, playing uh, him? 
I don't think that she's not. Well, sometimes like the the child plays the um, you know sometimes, like um, yeah, Ice Cube's think... son played them in the um, in the movie Compton. Plays their parent all the time. Correct, but the gender <laughs> the gender's uh, not correct, so I don't know if that would go over too well. Oh, this is a cool biopic uh, for David Bowie. Um, it's called oh. Stardust. Ooh. That'd be cool. I would love to see yeah. that. Yeah. This is a young David Bowie in his 20s, and Johnny Flynn is the actor that portrays David Bowie in this biopic. So um, This will be on video on demand in theaters on November 25th, so look out for that. One of our favorite comedies, I know me and Chachi's one of our favorite comedies, it was super bad. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, they're doing a um a re a reunion, a virtual reunion. Cool. Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, Christopher Mintz Plus, McLovin himself, Seth mm-hmm. Rogan, Bill Hader, um, Judd Apatow, director Greg Matola. Uh, but it's a fundraiser benefiting the Wisconsin Democratic Party. <laughs> in order, and in order to view it, you have to donate to the party. Oh wow! In order to tune into the event, so wow. Well, I'll just watch the movie instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. If you're if you're a Republican or if you're a Republican, don't mind doing anything. Then uh, no, I'm just to... poor. I don't. I don't... <laughs> uh, moving on to Netflix, man. This movie looks dope, man. This is not your typical George Clooney, you know, clean cut, you know, stud George Clooney. This is a oh, old George old Clooney. Now. Long ass beard. I'm actually pretty um, excited for this one. This one yeah, looks Yeah, cool. it's called The Midnight Sky. It's an apocalyptic, apocalyptic venture film. Comes out December 23rd. Um, he directed the film as well and stars as Augustine, a scientist in the Arctic. Um, in the aftermath of a global catastrophe, tries to get in touch with a spaceship to warn the astronaut about uh, warn the astronauts about what awaits them on Earth. So, um, Felicity Jones, you gotta love her. Felicity Jones is awesome in Rogue One. David Oliolo, Kyle Chandler, um, all join uh, the cast for this film. Uh, let's see. Netflix acquired Concrete Cowboy. Um, that's Idris Elba's urban western. Also stars Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. So that should be, um, um, a cool film. Um, also, another film. Cast. Yeah, it is a cool cast. Uh, Jarrell Jerome's in it. Lorraine Toussaint. Um, it's uh, based on the real-life horsemen of the Pennsylvania area. And the novel Ghetto Cowboy. So it's based on that. But they changed it to Concrete Cowboy. To make it a little more, uh, um, I guess, less antagonizing. I don't know. PC. Maybe. Or PC. Or PC. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Netflix also acquired the movie Born to be Murdered. Wow. Starring John David Washington and, uh, oh, man, the hottie Alicia Vikander, who we mentioned earlier, Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, set in Athens in the the purest region of Greece. Oh, aren't you lucky? Yeah. Where a vacation and couple fall trapped to a violent conspiracy with tra- tragic consequences. So, um, let's see. Adam Sandler is like uh, the king of Netflix, as you know. He's got the yeah, buddy. Movie. We mentioned Hustle, shooting in Philadelphia. Now the basketball comedy, and now he's got a new 
project with Netflix. Um, it's called The Spaceman of Bohemia. It's a adaptation of Jaroslav Koffler's novel. An astronaut sent to the edge of the galaxy to collect mysterious ancient dust until he finds earthly life falling to pieces. Okay. Um, I, I think Adam Sandler's still pissed off about not getting nominated for Uncut Gems. Is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I so heard mixed reviews Adam about Sandler him. talking in an annoying voice in this movie, huh? What's that? Josh? Let me guess. Adam Sandler talks in an annoying voice in this movie. I mean, that's how he's made his millions. Clearly, it's working for him. Yeah. I don't know, man. People... I, I thought he was great in Uncut Gems, but I wish he would just do his regular voice in, like, a comedy. Yeah. I got I got really mixed reviews with that movie. Some people were like, "That's the worst movie I've ever seen," and some I people could, were like, oh, "I liked it." I couldn't because well, it stressed me it out. It was but, really stressful. Whether the movie was good or bad, one one thing people will agree on is that Adam Sandler's acting was fantastic. Yeah. So the movie could yeah, have been bad, so too. but the acting was unparalleled and, and and definitely something you haven't seen him do before. I mean, it was stressful in that you know anybody who's a big time gambler. You know, you felt the stress that he was feeling. This game right. deeper, deeper. Yeah, and it was it was pretty stressful. Yeah, so I thought it was great. It's not the kind of movie you want to watch like all the time, but I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. I feel like your cat wants an introduction. Yes, this is <laughs> this is Sprinkles, and he's Sprinkles. demanding attention. Hey, Sprinkles! Sprinkles Happy I Halloween! Met a guy who had an orange cat. And he yeah. had a stupid name for his cat. And I got drunk and decided that I was going to name him Sprinkles and called him Sprinkles for like days. Yeah. And then forgot his actual name and then <laughs> continued to call him Sprinkles. Yeah. Which his owner didn't really like. But I thought Sprinkles was a great name for him. Yeah, and yeah. I also have a super thing for the orange ones. Yeah, it's fitting Aww. for this cat. Isn't he's that like your kid. rock star and your... Uh, he's my little buddy. Kickaroo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's demanding attention. He's the only man I've ever truly loved. Uh, Let's see. Also on Netflix, guys, we saw a trailer for Ryan Murphy's The Prom. As you know, Ryan Murphy's got this huge deal with Netflix. Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James Corden. Wow, an all-star cast uh, for this uh, project. Um, Ryan Murphy should take time making uh, American Horror Story good. Besides taking on all these other projects. He's, he's taking so much, dude. The Hollywood Make Project. American, yeah. R- Ratchet. Well, Ratchet's kind of like an American Horror Story van because it's hard. But then he does this other stuff. But, you know, he he'll get, he has some hits, though, Chachi. You know, like the, the assassination of um, Johnny Versace. Hey, that was good. That was the good. Pe- People versus O.J. Simpson. So, yeah. man, you know, I mean, he's got this multi-million dollar deal with Netflix. He's going to be yeah, putting out. doing stories hard. that were already written because they were real life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I yeah. guess that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Uh, because the story's already there. <laughs> right. um, oh, gosh. So, uh, Dolly, I haven't heard Dolly Parton's name in a long time, but I thought that was interesting. She's at, she actually has a Christmas musical um, film that will be on Netflix called Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. She's kind of like a Christmas angel character. Um, Christine Baranski um, also stars in this film. So you can check that out during the holidays. Also Netflix. I note about Dolly Parton. That's very appropriate that you bring her up because she is actually a silent producer for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Whoa. Fun fact. 
Fun Buffy wow. thing. Okay. Some good trivia there. Awesome. Yeah, I actually went to a Buffy trivia and destroyed everyone there. Well, it was I bet you would. Well, uh, for them. <laughs> Not <laughs> it was like, and people came up and were like, "You're crazy," but we love it. And I was like, "Thank you." I was I was accepted amongst my own. <laughs> and they gave me a trophy, so it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we got lots to talk about Buffy a little later in the program. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Dash and Lily on Netflix is another holiday rom-com series that's going to drop. If you want to check that out, um, let's see. Oh, Big Nick, you're going to like this one. Assassin's Creed. I heard about going to get a TV series on Netflix. As you know, there was a film with Michael Fassbender back in 2016, but yeah, they're going to go the series route. I don't think uh, Michael Fassbender will be involved with this one. No, but... he's not attached to it. Um, the movie was okay. Yeah. You know, it it kind of lightly reflected what the video game is like. I'm hoping with a series, because there's so much material there for them to use, that I'm, I'm hoping it's a little bit more um, true to the game. So we'll okay. see. But I, I am I am interested. I'm probably gonna watch it. We'll see. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I never right. saw the Michael uh, Fassbender film. Did you see it was, the Michael? It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. nothing too special. It's another oh, wow. movie. You know how video game movies are. It could be hit or miss. And most of them are miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. James Wan, as you know, he does great with horror with Saw and Sidious. Um, he's executive producing Archive 81. This will be shot in Pittsburgh. It's a supernatural horror series. Received an eight-episode order at Netflix. Um, let's see. Any cast announced for this one? Oh, yeah. Um, Mamadou Afi, who's also in um, Jurassic Park Dominion. And also Dina Shahabi from Altered Carbon. Okay. Um, I've been attached uh, to this project. Um, Mindhunter, most likely finished. David uh, Fincher um, said that it's a pretty much an arduous task uh, of doing um, Mindhunter because it's got such a high budget. It's a 90-hour right. work week, and it absorbs everything in your life. Jesus. He said that when I got done, I was pretty exhausted. I don't know if I have it in me right now. To break season three. Wow, he's just pretty much giving up. Um, I mean, he's got other projects. He's got that Mank project coming up that we talked about um, with Gary Oldman. But um, um, Sabrina, you're a fan of the chilling adventures of Sabrina. They just I dropped, am. They just dropped the teaser for the fourth and final season. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I fell off a little bit for the third season. Well, you know, it, it just, it just exactly like she was like, it's okay, I can solve it with magic. And his, her aunts are like, dude, that very rarely works out. And she's like, no, it'll be fine. And then everything gets messed up. And she's like, oops. And then uh, the next episode, she's like, it's cool, guys. I'm gonna solve it with magic. And her aunts are like, me. I don't. Again, we're saying it's not a good idea. And then it ends up getting all messed up. And then she's like. Hmm, maybe I should solve this problem with magic. It's like, all right, well, Sabrina, you're obviously not learning any lessons, okay? <laughs> None that are for your own. But go ahead. 
let's see. Selena the series. So this is uh, The Walking Dead's Christian Serratos is playing Serena in this limited series. Um, about Selena Quintanilla, we all know what happened, sadly, that her manager mm-hmm. ended up shooting her in cold blood. Um, but um, the trailer looks really good. So it's a different take on the Selena story. Oh, so Netflix is making a Colin Kaepernick uh, scripted series called Colin in Black and White. Um, Jaden Michael uh, from The Get Down is going to play um, Colin, young Colin, during his mm-hmm. high school years. And uh, Ava DuVernay will be teaming up with Kaepernick uh, for a six-episode limited series. Um, Chacha, I'm sure you'll be tuning in to that one. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys follow his football career? Was he any good at football? I mean, oh, he was Colin a starting... Kaepernick? I, mean, I honestly have starting... no idea, but I'm like, yes, protest, peaceful protest. Yeah, like everybody knows him from protest, which is cool, but... I'm I'm curious of how good of a football player he was. Or not. I have no idea. I don't have no idea. But I know he wears Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're doing a different kind of show on Netflix, um, which is kind of like a uh, a sketch um, show slash talk show kind of format. Mm. It's called Everything's Fine. Um, Sarah Cooper's hosting it, and they have um, Megan Thee Stallion and Helen Mirren, of all people. Um, Helen Mirren, okay. Those are two completely very different side, people. <laughs> very different people in very different industries. Um, WAP uh, to the. I uh, feel like it's weird when people use rappers or singers as though like esteemed actors and they've never done a production. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> I mean, well, it's like, it's like, oh my god, Megan Stallion, this Stallion's gonna be in it. But it's like, can she act though? We don't know. I mean, we know that I, she can rap. Raps the well, hell out of her song. I really, honestly, don't even understand the 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 type of show this is. I mean, it's sketch comedy, but it's interviews. It's gonna focus on political and racial issues, topics oh, of gender god. and class. Thank so you. I'm thinking it's going to be like a talk show kind of. Yeah. Um, Sounds very with, interesting. A, a talk show with skits. I'm captivated. Um, I mean, Aubrey Plaza's in it. Ben Stiller. These are all just guest stars. Um, Connie Chung. Daniel Connie Chung. Connie Chung. Guys. Old girl's still kicking. Good for her. Yeah, man. So, uh, let's see. Going um uh, going over to Disney Plus. Moon Knight, the next project to be mm-hmm. um go through production. And it will be none. They're sticking close to the Disney family and going to Star Wars for the main star of this one, which is crazy. But um, yes, Oscar Isaac will be donning the costume, the Moon Knight costume. Moon Knight, very, very similar um, background to Batman. Yes. Um, But instead of blue and black cowl, bat cowl, he's in all white. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he's kind of like this uh, playboy billionaire um he's batman essentially marvel's version of batman basically (laughs) so so this is a marvel character yeah yeah marvel marvel which will be which will be kind of the same thing with iron fist iron fist is basically batman Um, 
So this well, Moon Knight's gonna be more like the the Batman, Batman with the with the gadgets on its belt and the mysteriousness and the cape and that bullshit. Not right. so much. I mean, yeah, the billionaire background. Okay. That's pretty. Since trendy, we're though. mentioning gadgets, since we're mentioning gadgets, I just wanna address the fact that Spider-Man made his own gadgets, and it's upsetting that he has none of those skills in any of these movies. And he's like, Tony, what do I do? And Tony's like, Here you and have all these gadgets that I made for you. No, it's cool that Spider-Man made his own gadgets. People who like gadgets, that maybe we can go home and put together a stapler and some pencils and make some awesome gear. Just saying. Side note. Okay. Uh, over on Disney Plus, um, I know at least three of us on the panel are excited about The Mandalorian Season 2, which is really just two short days away, guys. Can you believe it? Just two short days. I'm excited. Um, so what are they doing, I like guess, one episode a week type of thing? Of course yes. they're doing one episode a Except week. Except this time it's going to be like every Friday. It's not going to be mixed up like last season was. Yeah, last season was all over the yeah. place. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they posted the schedule this time. Oh, good, good, good. So I guess uh, let's just talk about what we know uh, for the upcoming Mandalorian Season 2. We just saw the second trailer drop last week, which we did talk about. Um, well, um, joining um, the Mandalorian will be Gina Carano back as uh, Rebel Shock Trooper Cara Dune. Carl Weathers back as Grief Karga, Bounty Hunter, oh, Guild Leader turned Mando Chum. Um, and then we'll see some uh, new faces, um, which um, we're really excited that Rosario Dawson is going to play fan favorite. Clone Wars character Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamara Morrison will be back as Boba Fett. Woo! I'm excited nice. about this. Oh, I love tie ins. I love tie ins, man. Uh, so that ties in the prequel trilogy perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, he does escape the Sarlacc pit. So let's. Let's see that reenactment because I know that they've done a really good um, fan version of that floating somewhere, right? Of him escaping the Scarlet uh, Sarlacc pit, but um, it wasn't an official Star Wars clip of Boba Fett escaping that Sarlacc pit. But now we know that's completely canon. He does survive the Sarlacc pit, and he grows up to be an older version of the, the you know, of the Jango mm-hmm. Fett actor that we saw in the prequels so which i'm cool. so happy about i'm so yes. happy yes i know when it makes sense and it's just i love it i love it is that so of hard course, to do thank you thank <laughs> you man let's see moff gideon uh giancarlo's uh esposito's moff gideon character yes will be um wielding his dark saber again mm-hmm. so look for that as well um and season awesome three uh, season three has been green lit they have not started production yet but it's definitely inevitable due to the financial success and of course the awards success who would have thought that the mandalorian would have been nominated for an emmy award i'm not surprised at all it's amazing I'm it's not surprised at all. my mind i mean this is sci-fi i love it i'm stoked but i just didn't expect it it's good writing, really man. It's good fucking writing. <laughs> Just awesome. Stop making shitty stuff. Yeah, there you go. There you go, man. All right, on Amazon Prime, everybody's talking about Borat's subsequent movie film. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I watched it today, guys. Oh, I my God. I watched it last night. I watched Tens it. of millions of people watched it. Um, I love the fact that although it was like the film we're going to talk about later, Julie Lando's film, it's mm-hmm. a mockumentary style, but we don't know exactly what's the mock documentary unscripted stuff and what's the actual scripted stuff. And that's what I love about this movie. It just had me guessing. Um, like, who are the actors? Who are not not the actors? Um, I think, I mean, I'm going to say maybe 50-50 were actors, but I don't know. Could it be the majority have been just normal people, just kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, documentary style, just capturing them at the right time? I don't know. Um, it's, it's, I, it's, it's one of those things. I know that the babysitter was not in on it. That's right. That's and, right. Um, and I know the old Jewish lady. The old Jewish lady was in on it. Like he approached her and was like, "Hey, listen, we're going to do this bit." So the old lady in the at the synagogue knew what was happening. Talk about a lucky break for many of these people are actors. They get this huge film and be featured just by just being at the right place at the right time. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, the the babysitter. So when he dropped off his daughter with the with the black woman. Oh, okay. Oh, I really like her. Yeah, I did too. So she wasn't in on it. She didn't know. She didn't know what was happening. I got news on her. She's only she was only paid six thirty six hundred dollars, which that's um that's actually a little higher than SAG scale. So she should be. I mean, depending on how many days she works, so it's not bad. But apparently, a lot of people thought she deserved more. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was a larger role, even though it's not really a role, but it's a larger part of the movie. And also that she lost her job um, due to the pandemic. She was she worked at an Oklahoma uh, insurance company for three decades and was um, laid off. Wow. Damn. So they, they're trying to rally. They have a GoFundMe page actually started um, for her to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's raised. Yeah. Does it say how much it's raised yet? It's, um, it's, it's raised over 50 oh, grand. Oh, wow. Over fifty grand, holy yeah. smokes! Um, but let's talk about the breakthrough star, man. Um, the the, the daughter, uh, oh, she geez. was amazing. Fucking genius! Wasn't she great? Amazing. Well, no, she's her name's just on small things. Yeah, it's her breakout. Yeah, she looked familiar to me, but um, I thought she was hilarious. Yes, I definitely it's enjoyed her in that movie. Um, there yeah. were some parts though I felt like. Maria Bakalova. I like. I had to remind myself that it was like a comedy and it was just a joke because there were some moments where I like really got bothered. Um, well, that's the, the whole point. The, the that's what he that does. What bothers me is her character is 15 years old, and then you yeah, see Borat trying to sell her off, yeah, you know, to make her over and to make her look sexy when she's not even an adult yet, and get uh, breast implants, and then try to give his daughter away as a gift to Mike Pence and Rudy Giuliani, which <laughs> that's the genius of Sasha Baron. Cohen, man. <laughs> that's, his, that's just how fucking genius he is. Like, yeah. and he does that, like, you know, when he did, um, the one where he's the gay fashion designer and he almost started a riot in an Arkansas right. sh- uh, wrestling match for making out with a man in the middle of an octagon, you know? And that, I mean, <laughs> it's, he's, he's fucking brilliant. It is brilliant. So, what do you think about this Rudy Giuliani scene? So, like, like, how 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 much do you think of that scene he was in on, and what was um do you feel from that scene was? 
was not, you know, was was scripted, you know. I, I don't so, know. I mean, I mean, I don't know the guy, right? I mean, we don't know him personally. We don't know how uh, predatorial he could be, but I mean, for somebody of that status to be right. handed a beautiful woman on a silver platter, he looked pretty eager, in my opinion. Just saying. Nick's opinion. I agree. Okay. He looked looked pretty eager. What if that particular scene was scripted and they just they just want to play along because now they're having. I don't know if he would be. I don't know if Giuliani would sign off. Lawyer wants to be. That's the whole thing. He signed off on it. You have to sign off on. They must have given him a big fat paycheck then for him to sign off on it. That's all I gotta say. So you so you think there was a legit uh, unscripted um, true moment? I think there could have. I mean, knowing Sasha Baron Cohen, I think there definitely could have been. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's very like, likely. No, like I don't know how much of his movies or his projects you guys follow, um, but that's kind of his stick is to just like get like just get the gotcha moments. Like he the, he does that for the gotcha moments. So I wouldn't right. be surprised if it was if Giuliani wasn't in on it at first, and then <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen's like, "Hey, bud, you might want to chill the fuck out." So do you um, think maybe just Borat and his daughter were the really the only actors and everyone else was um yeah. so really? the, the rednecks the rednecks that that Sasha stayed with right he stayed with them for 5 days and stayed in character the whole time amazing yeah so those guys weren't actors it just amazes me what i mean i mean this this documentary slash mockumentary uh, has been able to to pull. It's just amazing. So yeah, I mean, like I said, man, it's fucking genius. Yeah, and uh, and to tie it into the the, the pandemic, you know, um, when he stayed with the rednecks and and, and all that was pretty cool too. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. I was uh, had a lot of laugh out loud moments, some cringy yeah. moments. Yeah. I felt like it was really it was really funny in the beginning, but then towards the end, I had to like keep reminding myself that it was like. Well, 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 you guys know why he makes these characters, right? Like he's he's had, he's had like speeches about it. And his whole point is that he finds ways to bring out the prejudice in people and then to see their prejudice and see how wrong they are. Like that was like for, I know, I get that. And so I just kind of remind myself that that's what was going on because there's moments where I was like. I can't believe this. For like, then, for instance, the yeah. uh, the cake maker that had no hesitation writing that on the top of the cake. Right. Anti-Semitic. Not replace uh, that the Jews. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for example, a- that I was like, <laughs> just to produce like, but no, really, really, what I guess what bothered me the most was the 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 like, how many people can we fit in the cages? I guess. <laughs> That just disturbed me and, so and much. And just how people were like, oh, yeah, you could fit like seven or eight you people. You could fit like 15 <laughs> people in there. Make them squeeze. It's fine. Yeah. What I just appreciate is that the, the language that they were speaking, Sasha Baron Cohen was speaking Yiddish, and Maria Blankova was speaking um, uh, like Armenian or something. Like they were, yeah. they, were just, they were just babbling at each other in different languages. That's Kazakhstanian. The point was that, that, you know, Americans have no idea what other languages are like. You can't so they, tell but, which one. Yeah. Wow, that's wild, dude. Bulgarian. That's uh, what. Was it Bulgarian? She is from Bulgaria. She, she's from Bulgaria. Okay, good, good, good. 
Yeah, Maria, I have her name. Maria Sakalova? Is that her last name? I think I said Blankova because I'm an idiot. But yeah, something like that. Sorry, Bakalova. Bakalova. See, I was right. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, Also on Amazon, there is a um, Nicole Kidman project, um, a new series called Things I Know to Be True. Mm. Okay. It's an adaptation of Andrew Bovell's uh, play of the same name, and it's a family drama. So, um, yeah, and Kidman will be um, uh, starring as uh, the character Fran and executive producing um, this project. So, um, Rosario Dawson has joined the cast of Hulu's upcoming Dope Sick. Um, which um, star has an all-star cast with Michael Keaton and Peter Skarsgård, Caitlin Dever, Will Poulter. Um, and uh, yeah, this is uh, about the opioid uh, epidemic. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a complete... Can you interview the people from Dope Sick? Well, is so the Dope... dope well, so, so Dope... This upcoming Dope Sick, uh, Sabby, is a scripted series. So what we... What the the people that we were interviewing for Dope Sick Nation was the documentary. So this okay. this 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 talks about the opioid, uh, the uh, the America's struggle with opioid addiction, and through the eyes of um of the the Virginia mining community, the hallways of the DEA, and Big Pharma Manhattan. So yes, um. So yeah, no, I mean people like Michael Keaton. I mean Caitlin Deaver. This will be a great series. Um, on Apple TV, Scarlett Johansson, that's right, Black Widow herself, will produce and star in a science fiction drama called Bride for Apple TV. Um, this is kind of an interesting uh, um, plot here. Um, so a woman's created to be an ideal wife, a singular obsession of a brilliant entrepreneur. So I guess another like AI kind of thing. She rejects her creator, forced to flee her confined existence, confronting a world that she sees as a monster. While on the run, she finds her true identity, her surprising power and strength to remake herself as her own creation. So, um, I'm also, you're, are you, you're not, you're not, you're not, you don't sound too thrilled about this one, Chuck. No, I'm saying she's ungrateful. She's ungrateful, yes. Yeah, I mean, he made her and stuff, and then she leaves him. You know, like, well, like, where's, you know. where's true love at anymore? Like that's like, that's I mean, that's like that's like your blow up doll just like floating away up in the air. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if ungrateful hoe. Yeah. If you look at the yeah. wife in Umbrella Academy, she's pretty loyal. Right. right yeah. That's how it should be if you um build somebody. I mean, right. Look at, look at Word Science. I mean, she she stayed helped out Gary and Wyatt. Right. And she I mean, have any of you guys seen Ex Machina? Yes. Same thing, except, you know, she killed him. Yes. Oh, oh, don't ruin it. Alicia Vikander. Oh. I mean, it's been out for a while. You should have seen it. You should have seen it already. <laughs> All right. Also, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, they, they're actually um, in another project that's not Neighbors, which is interesting. I guess they had that good chemistry. Uh, it's also on Apple TV. It's called Platonic. Interesting. It's a 10 episode half hour comedy which explores the inner workings of a platonic friendship. Okay. okay so, which is a little more realistic with Seth and Rose Byrne. I, mean, I would say so. 
Uh, all right, Chachi. Uh, this is a big, big reveal on The Walking Dead World Beyond. Because as you know, it ties into the Rick Grimes movies. We finally learned what mostly what the A's mean, but there's this whole mystery about the A's and the B's, right? So in the post credit scene of World Beyond, we all we went to the CRM, the Civic Republic Military, and there was a scientist that was testing a walker in her laboratory and testing for um, stimuli. And apparently they called the test subject A402. And the next subject was named A403. So the A's are basically, they're saying, are test subjects. They're already bitten or they're already turning or they're already about to turn. So Rick Grimes, when he was taken up by helicopter, was labeled as a B. Now, what does a B mean? Okay, so that wasn't 100% confirmed, but it would assume that bees are the people that are not hurt, that are not dying from the virus, that are still strong, but to, but could also be a leader and have uh, qualities that the CRM would have to keep them alive as opposed to dead. So that it answers the, the burning question about the bees. <laughs> Right? There you go. Now you know, Chachi. How the show um, been so far? Well, you know, the, the that end credit scene made up for it, and it really shows in another um, you know, closing scene of the CRM how evil they are. But you knew you saw the first episode and they wiped everybody out. Yeah. You really showed um, they took it to the next level. And how the leader, the leader of the CRM was living in the lap of luxury. And the CRM, they have running water. They have electricity. They have currency. They have all the pretty much like society today as we know it within the, the apocalypse, which is something the other communities don't have. So it's been revealing a lot. And it's all going to tie in, as you know, they're on the hunt for, um, oh, that's another tie into the show is that. Hope and Iris's father is one of the scientists, and they showed a picture in a frame of the scientist, and one of the scientists was testing the subject. It was her, it was her father, Hope and Iris's father, and the and the other person was the doctor that they were doing tests on who died. So, so there you go. Um, something, uh, yeah, something to look forward to when they finally. Um, start production on these Rick Grimes movies, which we're looking forward to, man. Really looking forward to that. Um, let's see. Marilyn Manson will be joining, um, speaking of Walking Dead, because the same uh, showrunner is Walking Dead. And, um, That's kind of awesome. Nick, Nick Nicotero. Um, Greg Nicotero, sorry. His show. Um, Ali Larter, Iman Benson, Ryan Quantin from True Blood, another vampire series. Um, Barbara Crampton. Ali Larter was in True Blood? No, no. Ryan Quantin was. Oh, okay. I was just naming everybody that's going to be in the cast. Um, So this is the second season of Creepshow. Um, Of course, that's based on the George Romero film. Um, Oh, yeah. Josh McDermott's also in this uh, Creepshow um, project, which is crazy because he's also on Walking Dead. So, but my money's on um, Josh McDermott on uh, Eugene um, uh, making it to the end. 
with him, uh, Carol, and Daryl. They're 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 all gonna survive. Um, for for certain reasons, I know something about the graphic novel and the comic book ending. Um, let's see. Um, so Jessica Chastain uh, has a lead role in the HBO limited series called Scenes from a Marriage, starring opposite Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac himself. So that should be cool. Um, so Jessica takes over for Michelle Williams. She had to actually leave the show due to scheduling issues. Um, and Isaac and Chastain uh, work together in the film A Most Violent Year. So um, look out for that. Um, Uzo Aduba from Orange is New Black will be uh, starring in a revival of In Treatment at HBO. Um, she plays a lead role of a therapist. Quite a different role than her crazy eyes role in Orange is New Black. Um, this actually looks really good. Like, Maisie Williams, Arya Stark herself stars in a new series called Two Weeks to Live. It's a British comedy. It's a dark comedy. It's going to be on HBO Max. All British cast. Um, and it, the title is pretty much what the plot is. Basically, what would you do if you had two weeks to live? Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I have to check that one out. The trailer there's, really a lot of, there's a lot of shit coming out. Like, who's watching all this stuff? It's a lot of that, stuff. Like, who has time? People that are stuck at home yeah. during the uh, pandemic. Yep. This is prime TV time. Yeah. I caught up on like all the shows I was kind of halfway in, halfway out on. Because yeah. I was like, what else am I doing? There's still <laughs> so many shows that get canceled even um, during the pandemic. Yeah. HBO Max teased us with Titan Season 3. Um, Jason Todd's Red Hood Supersuit um, made its debut. It looks like a badass costume. We also got to see the new Batwoman. As you know, Ruby Rose left the show, so they have a new Batwoman, and I'm all for it because she's representing the DMV. She's from, I think she's from Northern Virginia. Her name is Javicia Leslie, who's playing Ryan Wilder, and I'm glad they're not, you know, when they cast a different actor to play the same character, I'm just not a fan of. I mean, I know it happens in other like universes, but in the same series. They decided to go to have her play a completely different character. It's a bold yeah, move. What about really when an move. actor plays the same character in a different multiverse with a that's, different main actor? That's okay. Like, because <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, Andrew Garfield's rumored to do it. Um, Toby Maguire's rumored to, to do it. I'm okay with it, you know? Um, we're also getting Superman and Lois on CW. So this is pretty much described as where Smallville left. It's going to resume where Smallville left. And Superman is already, you know, with um, Lois. They're together as a couple. Um, there's a new character called Leslie Lar, who's going to be in a recurring role, played by Stacey Farber. So look out for that on the CW. And they're and also they already have, like, the Lois and Clark um, series. Yeah, the Lois and Clark series from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I guess it's probably similar to that one. The more modern take on that one, yeah. Superman's been done to, to death, I mean, honestly. Well, we haven't seen a movie in a while. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this will be the first TV show since Smallville, if you think about it. It's been a while. Cavill. So. Uh, how many, like, TV well, shows of Superman are, are there versus other ones? I mean, we had, like, 
Lois and Clark. And Lois then we had Smallville. Smallville. And, and now we're going to have... Yeah, but what... Like, there's three, what but I mean, there's, there's, also the cri- there's also the, the Krypton, Krypton series. That but That wasn't Superman, yeah. That wasn't Superman. That was like generations before, right? And this is excluding, of course, all the animated stuff, which there is boatloads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Also, the Drew verse is, is going to be new on CW. Is Nancy Drew. Uh-huh. Um, we covered that at the New York Comic Con. It's getting a spinoff show called Tom Swift. Hmm. So look out for that, guys. Um, um, Stars actually has their Queen Elizabeth I uh, for a series called Becoming Elizabeth. Now, this is not Queen Elizabeth II, who we see in Netflix The Crown. This is Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, so like a prequel. This is a prequel. I'm not a well, not a prequel, but like (laughs) it's a completely different Elizabeth. I'm really, really, really over all these like King Queen series. Are you? Series is. I. (laughs) I mean, hey, I mean the crown. You know, it's it's award winning. Yeah. Um, it's just anything that's similar to the Queen Elizabeth, because I know, isn't like uh. Are they doing another Queen Elizabeth film? Like, I don't think like this. This one series is Elizabeth the first, so it's completely different queen. So, but I don't know. I mean, yes, I agree. If there's, I mean, they already have the crown, so why go to the well again? You know what I mean? Um, now this this is a gotta, show that gotta the, milk that cash cow, I guess. This is a show that the general was really big on. It's called Why the Last Man. It's about the last man on Earth. And the last, yeah, and and the last monkey on Earth is a male monkey, and everyone else is women. Um, it's something to do with yeah, but why? Like bam. <laughs> but yes, yeah, she ends up being the uh, the world's uh, most eligible bachelor, I guess. But uh, <laughs> they had a lot of setbacks due to COVID, and they had to do a lot of recasting. Timothy Hutton got in a lot of trouble. Um, he start in the uh, pilot then he had some like me too allegations which they canceled the show almost family with britney snow mm-hmm. um this was uh, criminal complaints about um inappropriate behavior of uh, rape and assault um back in 1983 um so because of that he's no longer um um the lead in that so um Paul Gross is now taking over the role. So they're they're going to be shooting that one to series. Um, let's you think, see. You think he's a raper too? With that kind of name? <laughs> Paul Gross? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Too, too soon? Too soon it might be. <laughs> you, you know what's too soon? <laughs> a, a, a reboot of the fuck... Not a reboot. A, a spinoff of The Masked Singer. They're going to do The Masked Dancer now. No, oh, thank God. Really? Oh, no. yeah. Because no. of all the celebrities that can't sing, that's why. Yeah. And Craig Robinson will be hosting. Oh. Paula Abdul will be a judge. Brian Austin Green. And Was Ken... Paula Abdul known for her dancing? Oh, sweet God, that's all she's known for. Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Paula, Paula Abdul. Listen, Paula Abdul was a um, choreographer. She was big in the 80s. She was a choreographer for uh, movies. I mean, she she taught Janet Jackson how to dance. Mm -hmm. 
I remember her being really big as a dancer. But I mean, yeah, she also she remember taught, in the um, 80s, Janet Jackson how to dance. That's why you see her in the Nasty Girls on video. Yeah. Um, she, she did choreography for um, a ton of movies. Can't Buy Me Love, you know, that yeah. African anti ritual in Can't Buy Me Love. She yeah. um, choreographed that. If anyone's worthy to judge a dancing Yeah, she's like. Show, it's Paula I mean, Abdul. I mean, hands I mean, down. She, she's opposites more dancer track. than really and a singer. Opposites attract. <laughs> yeah. MC Scat Cat. Okay. Here you go. All right. Yeah. All right. They're also doing um, a TV show about flash dance. Speaking of dancing, will be on the Paramount Plus Network, which CBS All Acting is rebranding, as you know, to Paramount. Um, this is the eight, 1983 classic, Chachi. I know you're a fan of flash dance back in the day, I'm sure. What they're doing? Um, they're doing a reboot. Oh, thank God. Yeah, because yeah. TV series yeah, reboot. Another one of those. Yeah. I mean, this is the series, and man, 1983. I mean, that was like, you know, that's 37 years ago. You know. Well, I, I don't know. Of I that. just like, think, I mean, it was like again my normal rant with my normal rant because yeah. I have this rant show all the time. We yeah. should just have a new idea, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, old ideas still bring in money. Look at Saved by the Bell. They have a, a new trailer uh, that just dropped. Chachi, I know that you're. Well, how did Fuller House do? Because <laughs> I don't remember anybody being like, "That's my jam." I bought the whole season. Well, it went had, five. It went five seasons, I think. Yeah, shockingly, I watched part of Fuller one House. Second. Yeah, Fuller House. Yeah, had a long run on Netflix. Who the hell was watching that? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody watched Sorry. it, and then it just realized how you know how campy it was and cheesy. I watched so. the first 10 minutes of the first episode, and that's about all I got. That's about all you got. Yeah, it. You were curious. Rough, wasn't it? Everybody was curious, right? Everybody was curious, and then they went, oh. and then they I oh. loved Full House. I was in well, no way then. curious. Oh, Full House was my jam. Full well, yeah, Full House. I, I was in no way curious about Fuller House. House. I heard it was coming out, and I was like, that will be trash. You walk in, you turn around, and you walk right out. Yeah, yeah 90s, like 90s were a very... Interesting time for humor, and that, that probably started in the, that started in the eighties. Full House, eighty nine maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's uh, most shows, most sitcoms have not aged well at all. No, yeah, most of them. I think, yeah. I think I think stuff like Golden Girls. I think that holds up today. Um, Dude, Golden Girls will always like. That's one of those things that even like in popular films they reference. Yeah. And popular yeah. TV shows they reference. Like, Golden Girls probably never die. Yeah. I mean, they probably will die. But, I mean, Here's, the actual <laughs> show. Betty White's right. still alive. Yeah. I know. Don't, she's probably never going to die, actually. They're going to end up wood, making, man. like, human knock robots on. before Knock on wood. She knock on wood. This is 2020. You know, it is 2020. They're dropping like flies. Yeah. Full, yeah. House, Full House started in 87. 87. Okay, there you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. So I think this is a good time to take a classic cut break before we bring on uh, the wonderful and talented Juliet Landau. Uh, oh, so awesome. uh, hopefully you guys know, I'm going to ask her all my questions in character. Oh Lord, here we go. Here we so go. Chachi, take us away with the spooktacular classic cut. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. 
spectacular. It's Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's classic cut. Sabrina wants Chachi inside of her. Um, yeah, so does Halloween everyone hear that song. <laughs> this Halloween sucks this year, and I hope it doesn't continue to make um, Christmas suck, but it's probably going to happen. Know. Mm-hmm. happen. But, you know, it's so many different supposed Halloween songs out there floating around. We played a lot of them in the past, but I found a good mashup that you can find on YouTube. Yeah. If you want to see the video, this is the mashup of the Beastie Boys and Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters. So Intergalactic oh, cool. uh, the oh, Boys awesome. and then cool. Ray Parker Jr. Um, Ghostbusters. And surprisingly goes together, I think, great. It sounds like, you know, that's the way the song was made, you know. So it's a great mashup. So, you know, listen to a little bit on here and then go to YouTube and type in. Um, I got to check that out. I'm going to check it out. BC Boys, Intergalactic, and then Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know. I'm actually pumped to hear it. Yeah, and even even the video is mashed up. I know um, the actual um, clips from the, vi- the two videos are mashed up, which is pretty cool. So, awesome. um, you know, cl- I mean, clips from like Ghostbusters the movie, and clips from um, Beastie Boys Intergalactic. So cool. awesome! Really All right, guys. Well, we'll be back right after the classic cut with Julia Landau and more entertainment. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Yeah, that was the classic cut. Chachi McFly's uh, choice. BC Boys meets uh, Ray Parker Jr., correct? Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Intergalactic <laughs> and Ghostbusters. You sound intergalactic with your mask on, actually. You sound it does. Like I do. Nice. <laughs> All right, just a couple more things before I welcome our feature guest. I cannot wait for Julie Landau, man. It's exciting. Saturday Night Live, um, <laughs> of course, they had the uh, parody, the latest debate between Trump and Biden. Um, of I think both. I think both of them are just fantastic to watch. It's just They're a pretty lot good. Of uh, Maya Rudolph, who usually plays Kamala Harris, played the moderator this time, Kristen Walker. Um, so this is definitely worth a look, but but I would say the highlight is just seeing Adele's acting chops. Um, as we all know, she's a singer, but she hosts the show um, half the size of what she used to be, and she actually made That's a joke crazy. about it in her monologue that she forgot the other half, and this is the half that you're dealing with. Uh, said that along those lines. Um, but there was one sketchy that with Kate McKinnon. 
that she could not stop cracking up. It was hysterical. Um, hey. Hello. All right. How are you guys? Happy Halloween. We just uh, wanted to get into Halloween spirit before we uh, we uh, <laughs> do that. It's fantastic! Oh my goodness. <laughs> we told we told the PR that we were gonna go in uh, a Halloween mode. So, but you are you are Drusilla, so every day is Halloween for you, it seems. That's so funny. They didn't tell me, so I had no I, no head. <laughs> you guys look like this. This is awesome. Nice. But let's go ahead and welcome to Below the Belt Show, actress extraordinaire. You might know her as Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's here currently on Amazon Prime's Bosch. Oh, my gosh. She's an amazing actress. She's got a film to promote that she wrote, produced, directed, and stars in called A Place Among the Dead. Guys, we are happy to welcome on Below the Belt show the beautiful and talented Juliet Landau. Oh my goodness, what a lovely intro. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be for, here with you guys. For, for a very lovely individual, for sure, Julia. It's a pleasure, pleasure to have you on Below the Belt Show. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Well, since we're in the Halloween mode, uh, do you celebrate Halloween, Julia? Will you be dressed? I know we're in the pandemic mode, but... Um, will you be dressing up for any celebrations coming up? No, we're actually, well, tomorrow is uh, the 29th is actually our worldwide virtual premiere. Oh, and then, nice. Oh, sweet. So it's pretty cool. And we're being sponsored by Mac Cosmetics and New York Comic Con. Oh, and nice. So that's really awesome. We have a lot of our cast coming for, for Q&A and all kinds of fun stuff. We have a home carpet, virtual red carpet, since everyone's ah. And then uh, on the 30th and the 31st, we have some uh, preview screening events. And so I will dress up, I think, on the 31st. I think I have to be in the Halloween spirit. And, yes. And something. What about you guys? Well, I'm, I'm wearing a Mando, so I will probably stick with my Mando costume. Yeah. Uh, we got Endgame Thor over here. Uh, well, not anymore. The, the wig is hot. <laughs> the wig is hot, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Chachi is uh, channeling his inner Michael Jackson thriller. So uh, we, uh, yeah. But um, what are you guys planning to do? It's a tough um, year. I don't it's know. a tough year of the pandemic. You know, like you said, with with uh, your screening, for instance, things kind of have to be socially distanced. Um, house parties have to be small, if any. Yeah. I mean, last so, year I did um, Halloween Horror Nights down at Universal, which was awesome. There oh, you go. Cool. Right. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're doing everything virtually this year, you know, as it wasn't anticipated, it was anticipated that we would be, be in theaters as well. But, you know, right, right, the right. world we're in at the moment. Yeah, for sure. And of course, that involves a lot of watching entertainment, television and film, of course. Let's go right into A Place Among the Dead. Wow, what a great, I guess it's a mockumentary, right? A scripted documentary style uh, type of film. If you like to call it that. Actually, it is entirely scripted, and it's actually okay. a, a meld of fact, fiction, and the fantastical. So it, it uses and it, it weaves through the genres in a certain in a certain way. And I play an alter ego version of myself, as do uh, what I like to call uh, cameos on steroids because they're much larger than traditional cameos. I period. love it. Yeah, it's good, right? Steroids. Um, yeah. So uh, it's Gary Oldman, Juan yep. Perlman, Robert Patrick, 
Lance Henriksen, oh, Joss and Anne Rice appearing for the first time ever in a movie. And That's so it's true. Awesome. Wow, the first time ever. Yes. Yes. That, that, we, that, must, that must have taken some kind of uh, convincing. I mean, this is, she's a well-known author in the vampire lore, and you're getting for her to show her her side, her personality, and her her entire being on your film. How did that happen? You know, it was amazing. Um, uh, Anne was the very first person that I reached out to, actually, and uh, I wrote a letter about the the whole um, message of the movie and the style of the movie and the vision I had for the movie, and she responded immediately. We then talked, and she said yes, and it was like that with all of the talent. It was sort of this serendipitous, incredible thing, like it, it just felt it was meant to happen. And, and also, by the way, Charlene Harris, who is another best-selling author, she wrote the books that True Blood is based on. Oh, and, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and Charlene had nine bestsellers on the New York Times bestseller list at one time. Isn't that awesome? That's wow. Amazing. That's impressive. That is amazing. in the movie, and Charlene's playing an alter ego version of herself as well. So it's really a stellar cast, and everybody is just brilliant in it. So reaching out to like a Lance Hedrickson or a Robert Patrick or a Gary Oldman to play fictionalized versions of themselves, how does that happen? <laughs> well, I, I wrote, I think, it, very impassioned letters. And then the, the work process was really interesting because we scripted the interviews to reflect their views, uh, but you know, to seem entirely spontaneous and unscripted. So, uh, and I think they all did an amazing, it was funny because when we were working with uh, with Gary, Gary kept saying things like in between takes, he'd go, um, does that seem realistic? Does it, <laughs> is it real? Is it, uh, is it believable? Does it seem like me? And I'd be like, Gary, yeah, I think, I really think you've got this acting thing down. <laughs> <laughs> It's my mind that he's actually from the UK and it's like when he talks naturally, he's got this beautiful British accent that because yeah. he's he always has like a good American accent when he when he's in right? the, the movie. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's uh, it, it's cool because uh, Gary and Joss actually overlooked overlapped on set and it was very cute to watch them because they were both kind of fanboying over each other. Oh, and and it was super, super cute to watch because they actually had never met before, and then they got this chance on on our set. That's cool. Wow! And you gotta, you gotta think it's cool to actually direct Joss for Chains when he usually is the one directing you uh, on set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, the little actually, role reversal. You, know, you know, it was funny that uh, when I wrote Joss first about it, um, he he wrote. I, I apparently had said uh, in it, I was describing everything and talking about, and I said, you know, we will, um, we can come to you if we're doing this because it's uh, in terms of the scripted interviews, we can work it out. Right. And I said, we will provide hair and makeup. And he wrote back almost immediately and said, uh, I'm in. I don't know how you are going to provide hair, but I am very, <laughs> very excited. <laughs> Maybe he thought that you're going to give him toupee. I don't know. <laughs> it was funny because I started laughing really uh, hard at an email, and my husband said, "You know what? What's so funny? What are you laughing?" I said, "Joss, it's just he's he's one of the few people who can has such a gift with writing that he can make you laugh from you know just an email." Yeah, yeah. No, that is amazing. And uh, I, I gotta 
how is it that we have Sabrina joining us? She's all excited. She's yes. our buff, so our buff super fan. Wonderful. Lovely to see you. She's watched every yes, episode so how many times? Lovely oh, to see you. How many times do you think you watched the whole the whole show, the whole arc? I honestly couldn't tell you. I couldn't find a backdrop for the Skype meeting. So I was like, it's okay, I brought my comforter. No, she was like, how many, <laughs> I was asking how how many times have you seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I honestly couldn't say. Oh, I just, okay. It's a ridiculous amount. I, I have a current Buffy calendar right now. Oh. You do? That's yeah. awesome. For 2020. <laughs> It's a little expensive. I have mugs, video games, action figures, all the board games. Oh, do you really? Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Somebody sent me um, uh, a chess set that I had never seen before, and I guess Drew oh, is wow. the. And so that was pretty oh, cool. cool to have, you know, a chess set with a little mini you. <laughs> Unusual. <laughs> sort of oh, surreal. No. Actually, I have, have we all finished our questions? Because I have questions. I no, well, I mean, this is an open forum, Sabrina, but we, we are, we, before we get into Buffy, we, we're still talking about A Place Among the Dead. Um, okay, yeah. I did want to ask Juliet, how difficult was it to wear all those hats? I mean, when you're the star and also directing the film, that's got to be really challenging. It's interesting because you're sort of switching between being subjective and objective uh, constantly uh, right. as Director, I mean, the thing that's amazing is that you have the vision for the whole. Um, you get to make every creative decision as opposed to being a component of, of, of the whole. And um, it's really rewarding to have an idea from its very inception and carrying it all the way to fruition. Um, but it's funny because now when I'm acting, right before lockdown, I was doing a recurring uh, character on a TNT show called Claws. Oh, cool, and we yes. Shot again, um, although we shot my character remotely, so I actually was uh, coming in on a Zoom call uh, right now doing doing uh, another episode. But um, it's funny because now when I'm just acting, I feel like I'm on vacation. Like it's such it, it's you know, you know you know when you're directing, you're the first to get there, you're the last to leave. You're right. you're going you think and as an actor, you're kind of like oh wow okay I I can leave and you're still here. So uh, it's <laughs> feels uh, uh it's you know so much less of a workload even though you know you work long hours as an actor of course okay um as a direct as directing yourself do, do you kind of get overcritical you know it's interesting i mean the thing that was amazing with with the actors we had an incredible group of actors that we talked about and then we yeah. had a, another uh you know uh, a, a fulsome cast and they're all incredibly brilliant and we did a rehearsal process that was uh, extraordinary and so everybody was super prepared when they came on set and, and it was a very creative environment often when you're doing television or you know not a huge studio movie you don't have that time and you're sort of finding the scenes as you're shooting and we didn't have that because we had all that rehearsal process we were actually in the groove and everybody knew what they were right. doing and so that was really fun um but you know i'd have to sort of switch so and especially you'll see the the the, the movie is very powerful and um and and emotional and intense and vis visceral and so i would have to switch i agree between... <laughs> thank we saw, you we saw Sticks, please. yes oh we did fantastic we did um, Oh, I'm so excited. I didn't realize that you guys had, yes, had myself seen it. Myself and Sabrina seen it, yes. Fantastic. Yes. So, yes. Um, 
so yes, it was, and the character has quite an, a roller coaster of a ride. And so it was interesting because in front of the camera, being very emotional and, and the character is losing her stuff all the time. And then, you know, stepping back and being the one in control and sort of making all the decisions. It was definitely sort of the id of going, you know, between all of yes. those things. I certainly saw that. And, and by the way, the film is genius. I mean, it's just, it's so refreshing mm -hmm. to see something completely unique. Thank you. Um, and just something outside the box, you know, something we haven't seen before. And and for you Buffy fans, it was kind of cool. You threw some Easter eggs in there, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I was like, look, it's Joss Whedon. Oh, my God, they're talking about her character on Buffy. It was, of course, it was back myself, but it was so really exciting for me. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the whole meld of what's factual, what's fictional, what, right. you know, what so the fantastical might be more more obvious, but it's interesting in that. And the whole movie sort of accumulates like puzzle pieces. And then those are, of course, some of the pieces that, that you guys are recognizing and talking about. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Sabrina, you mentioned something interesting about being the hero. Um, um, yeah, so yeah. I was going to say, um, what was it like to be on the other side as a huh? heroine instead You're of a vampire? <laughs> Goodness, I just got chills. I feel like my doppelganger is there. That <laughs> so that's a huge essay who I am for on the show for how this Halloween episode. Miss Edith spoke out of turn. She doesn't get to have tea with the others. Oh my gosh, you're really good at that. You need the you have the Drusilla manicure, you need the Drew. I the Drew. actually did do a Drusilla manicure. I actually did it last night for my character. So yeah. It's I looking did. good. It's perfect. Okay, you've got it. Yeah, I got you know it today at the thrift store because I was like, I can't do it if I don't have Miss Edith. I can't. <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. So wait, I have to ask you a trivia question to see because obviously you know you know your stuff. So uh, Drew has three different color French manicures through the show. What do you know? What yeah. the different red, black, and I think the other one is blue. Yes! Oh my God! Okay, no. <laughs> Good job. One episode, so I'm deeply impressed by that. Wow, Sabrina. <laughs> Thank you. I told you guys I'm the queen of the Buffy trivia. That's, That's right. what she talks about. Sabrina, you won competitions, correct? I have. I have actually won um, like two competitions, one in D.C. and one in Hamden um, for Buffy Trivia Night. I'm not surprised. Uh, and <laughs> was, they were like, and get the questions out before my hand was up. And I, was like, I, I know it, I know it, right? <laughs> and then people came up to shake my hand afterwards because they were like, I thought I was obsessed with Buffy, but you are a whole new level. And I, was like, I take Aww. that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> so, did you notice that in A Place Among the Dead, um, uh, the actors that voice the parents, it's Harry Donner. Uh, Harry Groner and Don Didowick, and Harry played the mayor on Buffy. He played Richard yeah, Wilkins. I did notice that. He played so. the mayor. I also noticed right away when, um, John, I actually have a question about that because um, sure. there are a lot of very like Buffy-esque undertones, mm -hmm. and I got the feeling that you, at towards the end, that you were kind of like, 
the Slayer, like the new Slayer, which was interesting for me because you were like known for being the badass vampire in the series. Right. So right. I was oh, just that's curious. Interesting. Cool. That's yeah. That's- yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, what was it like, just kind of playing the opposite side, where like you, know, you were all for the good? Well, the whole thing is so interesting because I think the whole movie is really. Um, I mean, the movie is about the repercussions of growing up under the sway of narcissism and evil, and yeah. sort of use the vampire as the metaphor for the ultimate narcissist, right? It's a being right. that drains you it's a being that has no concern for your well-being uh you often invite them into your life you know um obviously if it's parental which is what this is looking at that's you know you don't invite those people into your life but often they're uh, charismatic people um and and you're never quite sure in the film is is it a vampire or is it a serial is is he a serial killer who uh emulates the vampire and does these murders in the style uh, of, of that um but but uh, it was interesting because it really is that that battle between the light and the dark. And the whole point of the movie is sort of looking at, you know, we all make these agreements with our parents growing up, and those become the voices in our heads. And very often, uh, you know, they inform all of our choices. And depending what you come from, they can lead to destruction. And it's, so it's that thing of like, well, can we let's make it, you know, we can all do something different as an adult. You don't have to listen to those old voices. You shouldn't be looking at the past. You need to look forward, you know. So that's kind of the, the stuff that we're playing with. So it's interesting that you're saying that because it is the battle between the light and the dark. And, and you're saying, you know, on, on, clearly on Buffy, my character was very much on the dark side. And this right. character, uh, you know, often thinks she's on the side of the light, but she's not making the best choices necessarily for herself. Now, okay, so you did say, I, I didn't know, and I feel like the question was never answered in the film, and I don't know, I, I wasn't sure if that was intentional or if I just didn't pick it up. Um, so was it a serial killer or was it a vampire? Well, you'll have to watch it again and look at all the clues. Oh. Because I thought maybe he wasn't a vampire because his face shows up on the camera. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, he might be a serial killer, I don't know. I was like, I was thinking about this a lot. So. <laughs> I was like, I can't be unprepared for this interview. <laughs> but it's interesting because, you know, the, the thing that I'm, I find interesting with all great movies uh, and, 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 you know, when people is, is there is that thing of where people see through their own lens and they see one thing and then you talk to someone else and they see some something else. And I think right. that's part of the discussion that's really exciting to have. Makes you think. Is, sort of, what did you take? There was something flying here. <laughs> so, so this is your directorial debut, right, Julia? It is. I did. Well, it's a feature directorial debut. I actually directed two short documentary subjects. One, uh, my very first thing I did was actually with Gary Oldman as well. And then I did a, uh, a documentary that was uh, Guillermo del Toro was in, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Ryan Johnson, the director of Star Wars The Last Jedi, and oh, and Not oh, wow. And so, and he came to uh, our, one of our, just before lockdown, we, uh, we finished the film and we had some sneak peeks and, and Ryan was at, at uh, one of the screenings and was just tremendous, everything that he, he said about the film. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. But so those were my first uh, forays into, uh, into directing, but this was definitely my first uh, feature and my first uh, scripted uh, piece. 
Yeah, wow. I think you're going to get a lot of recognition for it because it's definitely different from anything I've like saying. ever yeah. seen. Monumentary-wise and like yeah. core-wise, it's just very, it's a very unique take on it. So it's just it's exciting to be able to see it before other people. I'm so excited that you guys got to see it. You're like some of the first people to, to get to see it. I know. So we, we feel very privileged to, to, we to do. be in that inner circle. <laughs> You know, what's so cool about it is that because, you know, uh, my husband and I really we made the movie. We wanted to make an entertaining movie, but we also wanted to make a movie uh, that provokes discussion and gives voice to what has affected many. And so um, that's the thing that's so cool to get to sit here and talk to you uh, about the movie and and start this dialogue. It's 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 really exciting to have been on the journey of making it and then be at this point to to have. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine because that's that's a huge it's the huge feat just being being an actor and film finishing a film being a writer and finishing a film being a director and finishing a film is all a huge feat being all of those is like it just <laughs> got, it, i got chills it just boggles my mind <laughs> we also uh, raised all the financing so it's like we've been every right. every the way we've sort of been, we had private investors, we did all that end of things too. So, producer uh, extraordinaire, yeah. yeah, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the money, the producing, yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some other cool stuff going on. Well, first of all, obviously, we all want to see some kind of reiteration of Buffy, but I want to go more the sequel route than the reboot route. What are your thoughts on? A, a Buffy sequel of sorts, whether it's a movie or another series, is it something that you'd be involved with? Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. There's, you know, there's so many things that uh, were left still unexplored in Buffy, and obviously it has an avid fan base that and it speaks to people. I mean, we'd have to see, you know, I, I was a vampire, and so we'd have to probably shoot it fairly quickly because I'm not supposed to age as a vampire. Uh, you don't look right. like you have at all. You look amazing, so, by the way. that, wow. yeah. Uh, I was literally watching, like, she... You might be an actual vampire. You might be an actual. <laughs> you really might actually be. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I have to say I appreciate that, that particularly now because I don't think the last um, four weeks, in particular, uh, you know, when you're gearing up toward the release and you're doing the deliverables and you're doing all the press and you're doing, there's zero uh, sleep. Uh, so I actually really appreciate that because I don't think <laughs> I haven't slept in a while. So. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I'm moving right now, so I haven't yeah. slept. Yeah. Well, I know Josh, Josh keeps writing, and I know the graphic novels uh, have taken place past the story. You're right. You own all of them, right, Sabrina? So yeah. theoretically, they could produce those graphic novels that go beyond uh, yeah. the last season was eight. Right, Sabrina? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Comics, seven and eight. Seven. Thank you. of the television show is seven. But, seven. Um, thank you. Thank you. The first of the comic book series is season eight. Yeah. Um, they're on season, like, 13 now. Ooh, there's a lot of source material, Juliet. So a lot of source material. You know, even in relation to the characters that James and I played, uh, Spike and Drew. When I first met Joss, he said he had those characters running around in his head for ten years. So I think there's quite a lot still that he hasn't even, yeah. you know, yeah. on his own plot lines and stuff that you know potentially. And that was just for those two characters. So I can imagine, you know. All the all the rest of the the clan. Yeah. So but you'd be willing to do the re- cameo. They do a reboot. 
if they do the reboot, yeah, I mean, they might do it like a different generation, but I really hope they pay respects to the OGs. Of, yes. Uh, you have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, so that's the important thing. If they got respect. You know, if they go in a new direction, sort of where where they take it and how how it all how it all works out, it'll be cool. Yeah. Are you I, still I'm close? I the reboot, but um, I I just can't imagine anybody being through other than you. So. I appreciate that. It's a it really uh, the, it was a delicious character in terms of uh, you know so many levels to play and and right. uh, you don't always get that kind of a character on a, a television series. It's very very rare. So uh, I, I just had such a, a blast doing it. I mean, you had some very fun scenes. Like one of my favorite scenes of Drew is when she's Buffy's birthday party when she sees the roses. And she's like, these flowers—they're all wrong. They're all wrong. And she just freaks out. And he's it's, like, let's just get some different flowers. <laughs> right. We'll calm you down. I—I I actually love that dynamic with Spike and Drew, where he's always sort of now and then like talking her off the ledge or comforting right. her when she's having those those freakouts. Um, that was a really—it's funny you mentioned that because it's one of my favorite episodes because it's after. Uh, Drew has been weak and and dying and and been ill from having been attacked by an angry mob in Prague. Uh, she finally you know, gets her strength and 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 it's you know her coming out party in essence and uh, and so it was a fun to get to play you know a different side of the more powerful character, the more diabolical. Yeah, interesting reversal of roles because in the beginning Spike is the one who's kind of the powerhouse, but now he's in a wheelchair and you're you're basically taking care of him. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's also one of my favorite episodes. Oh, that's cool. You know, and and actually, I know uh, Todd McIntosh, who did the uh, makeup, he won an Emmy, I think, for that episode because he the, he did both the beauty makeup and all the prosthetic with the big blue guy and all that stuff. So I think he did that. Yeah. I love it. Are you still in touch with a lot of your cast uh, mates from Buffy? Are you still close friends? Yes, we are. And I don't know uh, if, if, if you guys, by the way, um, I, I don't know when this is airing or whatever, but if you guys want uh, comp tickets to the premiere, which is tomorrow, uh, you'll see at the, uh, we're calling it the home carpet, but a lot of the Buffy uh, clan uh, show up, uh, are going to show up tomorrow and, and uh, be at the screening. So it, it's oh. kind of a, so if you like. Should, should we reach out to the PR, PR machine for that? You send, get, give Mike your emails, and then uh, we'll get you on the list, and, and, and they'll definitely send you a link tomorrow. It starts at 4.30 p.m. PST, so I think, are you guys? We're East Coast, so 7.30, yeah. Uh, start at 7.30 for you guys. All right, and it's awesome. Because the, the uh, panel afterwards, uh, Gary Oldman is on it, uh, Robert Patrick is on it, uh, Charlene Harris is on it, Lance Henriksen, uh, myself, uh, a lot of the other cast, so it's, it's going to be a pretty pretty cool panel too wow cool. that's right well, i'm excited so yay so hopefully i'll get to see you guys tomorrow night again yeah. nick, nick i know you had some questions about some of the video games right so I'm, I'm the big gamer of the group um and i did notice that you were the voice for little sisters of bioshock which uh i i just love i love bioshock oh my gosh but um how was it for you like what what is so different from playing you know, characters like the Little Sisters in a video game or, you know, being a voice actor for all the DC work that you've done, comparing it to like to, to this or to Buffy or something like that. Like, how is it doing voice work and all that? 
like what what's like what's special for you what's what what what, like like what what's more special like how what what do you have a better time with um well first of all this little sisters was a really fun uh character to voice and also um it's such an it's such a beautiful game in terms of the whole landscape and the the way Ken Levine has created that that world um you know wonderful um I really I'm sort of greedy I like doing I like doing it all and uh one of the fun things about voiceover is that you don't have to print you literally can go you know with that with no hair and makeup no you know whatever and 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 the thing is it records different ways sometimes you um you work just in a booth alone and then other times you work with the other actors and you're all in a semicircle recording in a room where you're working off uh one another which i love uh because yeah. that's fun um but uh it it's so great i mean the thing that's wonderful about voiceover is not only do you get to play uh, uh you know such a wide range of types of characters but you in that you get to play stuff that you would never be cast as necessarily physically but you can voice it um so you know um that that's really fun in terms of age range in terms of all kinds of things um and uh and it's so fun when sometimes you get a drawing for a character and it informs you know you go oh, okay the voice has to sound like this i remember when i did i did a green lantern uh character yes. she did she's and, been in two yeah i love green lantern yeah so cool and 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 when i saw the character i actually sometimes i'll go with a really outrageous choice and then i'll have a i'll come in with a backup in case they say what are you thinking why would we do that you know yeah. <laughs> this was like this cajun uh, and i could not think of a b voice so i thought oh, i hope they like it and they did they were like oh my god we never thought of that but we we love it um you know it's really fun also i with tala which is a character she's you know a polish character that was really fun to play and they actually yes. drew that character based on after we voiced it so they oh, sort cool. of yeah so that's kind of cool because cool. she looks me and stuff as well and looks purple. like you yeah see that's Isn't cool. that great that's you gotta love cool. that you gotta love that for sure that's awesome do you, do you do you play your own games by the way do you actually play the games you know it's funny because when, <laughs> when the first video game that i ever uh recorded was bioshock yeah. and ken called me up and i guess it was sort of he basically said you know i thought from drew that you could do this voice i've actually been having trouble uh casting it and uh, we started playing on the phone and i said okay so you have to talk to me i'm such a novice i have never played a video game so you have to like sort of talk me oh. through <laughs> and so he was great because he he basically said okay so this is how it goes and when we recorded we recorded virtually um from he was uh back where near where you guys are and i was in los angeles and he was in the booth vocally and we basically every single line that we recorded we we did it was like an actor workout because we did it from every kind of motion that you could you okay no you're choking a little um a little cold okay. right now it's not covid oh, no. don't worry i got tested <laughs> <laughs> we can't get it virtually yeah, anyways we're on skype yeah. anyways right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, take care so you feel awesome um, but it was cool cuz he basically would say like from from like you know from 
from happy completely to having like a breakdown. We did every single line like that, <laughs> from angry to, you know, <laughs> emotion. So it was really like a kind of incredible workout because, you know, as you know, playing video games, there's so many options depending on what the player picks. And so exactly. you, you need to be able to be covered for every particular instance that might, exactly. might come up. Yeah. All right. Very Chachi, cool. thank you. Chachi had a question. Had a question. Yeah, it's um, it's awesome. You have very um, you have two very um, well, I guess like Hollywood legend parents in Martin um, Landau and and Barbara Bain. How was it? How does it feel now? Like you know, just making your own way in Hollywood and like being successful. And how much did they help you um, out, like um, or influence you when you were young? Did they try to tell you to get into the business or stay away from it? Like, what was their influence on that? Well, I think um, if you if you see the movie, you'll sort of see that uh, a side of them that you know I'm I'm talking about in terms of uh, uh, you know and using sort of my personal experience to to talk about something more universal. But uh, um, I think you know it's interesting. Uh, I always was drawn to being a creative person, so I was I was actually a ballerina before I was an actress. So I danced professionally for four and a half years yeah. uh, prior to becoming an actress. <laughs> The sort of funny thing about that is that with a lot of your movements with Drew. Oh, she has lots of moments where she's just kind of dancing around, you know, and uh, you're just very graceful for someone who doesn't have any kind of background. Uh, yeah, Drew definitely wafts, kind of wafts through or wafted through space in a certain way that was uh, quite, quite particular. Uh, but it was funny because I think the first time that I was on a uh acting set, you know, on set, and I heard all these people complaining about the hours and, oh, I'm so tired, and I thought, oh, yeah. you know, for being a dancer, like, I was on point, and I said, you know, your feet aren't bleeding, you're being fed. Yeah, I learned the cardinal rule a long time ago, you never complain on a film set about being tired, because there's yeah. always someone who's been there longer than you have, and there's always someone who's going to be there long after you've left. After you leave, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't complain about being tired. And there's worse things than being, you know, being a working actor. Uh, you know, you're not digging ditches. You're not, like, there's a lot of things that are way, way, way harder than, oh, yeah. than that, you know. Uh, but one thing that's funny is when we, so in the goth club scene in the movie, uh, we had a funny thing in that we ha had uh, one location and it fell through. And so then we got this other location that was beautiful, but it was huge. And then the night before we said, oh my God, we don't have, because we it just came into place the night before, we don't have enough extras. It's going to look really empty. What are we going to do? Yeah. I'm not, oh my God. We actually went out to dinner with one of the investors right after shooting that day. And we were trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to shoot it? What are we going to do? Whatever, we were with our DP was there. And there was this group of goth um, people that were sitting at a table, four, four of them, this gal named Queenie. My husband, who was producing on the film, he goes, why don't you go over? I bet, I bet they, they know who you are. And they, they're, I'm sure they're going to like Drew. And maybe you could ask and see if they want to show up on, you know, and come and do, do right. the goth club. So I walked over, and they were eating sushi. I'm like, I'm so sorry to be disturbing your dinner. And they said, oh, my God, you're Juliet Lando. You're Drusilla. This is incredible, wonderful. Nice. I said, hey, I, this is sort of off-the-wall crazy. I'm directing a movie. We don't have extras for our, enough extras for our goth club scene. Oh, is there wow. any guys would want to come? It's tomorrow. They said, not only will we come, we will bring 25 to 30 of our friends. Oh, they, yeah. they were 
effect in, in the most amazing, our costume designer said, oh my God, that's incredible. But the funny thing that ties into what you're talking about complaining on sets is one of them uh, is an accountant. Another one actually works as a makeup artist in a mortician's office. Oh, wow, in a, wow. A funeral home. Wow. And both of them said, oh my God, shooting is so boring. This is just <laughs> fun and on and on. It's more boring than accounting. And she said, I, I can't believe you guys have to do this over and over because she couldn't believe, you know, how many little pieces. How many takes, you right? Yeah. Many yeah. Back they to just, one, yes. <laughs> back to one. It'd be like, again, we have to go back to one? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not doing their... Uh, sag after us, sag background rate. So I guess it's a little different for them, right? <laughs> they definitely just were like, oh, wow, we thought this was going to be so exciting. And like yeah. watching the movie afterwards is so much more exciting than actually being go. on set. <laughs> but I love it. I think being on set is really exciting. So obviously it's to each his own, right? I love, I love it parents, too. So your parents try to, um, you try to talk you into it or do they try to like um, dissuade you? I don't know. I mean, probably, uh, you know, not not a lot of support there either way. So, uh, you know, I think it was it was kind Make of my choice. own. Me, so. Okay, that's good. Cool. And, then, and you were in Ed Wood with your um, dad. How's that experience? Well, it was uh, I actually was cast independently. And the thing that was it was amazing to work with uh, with Tim Burton and Johnny Depp and uh, one cool. of the oh. Yeah, it was really cool. And recently, actually, we have another project uh, that we uh, worked with Tim on, a, a documentary project. So we got to interview Tim uh, oh, be before cool. lockdown, and uh, uh, we interviewed him in London. And so it was pretty cool to get to to work with him again. And again, it was, was kind of like what you were saying with Joss, is that I was on the yeah. other side from the right. experience the first time, you know, being yeah. on the other other end of the lens, which was pretty extraordinary to to do with with people like Joss Whedon and Tim Burton, who Similar I learned with Tim, yeah, how cool! Awesome, awesome. Joss Whedon and Tim Burton is like I've probably died and yeah. like, I'm in heaven working yeah. with the two. I, 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 I would like a comment, uh, Juliet. Um, Joss has been in kind of entertainment headlines lately for his directing of Justice League um, and. Um, I guess some of the cast members that weren't uh, happy, particularly happy, was directing style. Do you have a comment on, and maybe you have a more positive experience working with Josh? Um, I don't know if you have a comment on that. I, I don't really. My my experience working with Josh, Josh, we had a great working relationship. So that's right. you know, that's my personal experience, and I don't really know anything about that circumstance. Okay, completely fair. Now, one awesome show I actually got a chance to catch up on a couple episodes was Bosch uh, that you're in uh, season five, episodes four, five, six, and nine. So you have a nice uh, guest star in there. Uh, how was your experience overall? And of course, working uh, you're closely with Ryan Hurst, yeah. uh, yeah. Beta from The Walking Dead for you Walking Dead fans. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it was, I mean, I really was interested in that role because uh, I played a character named Rita Tedesco and she was a very complex character, um, you know, worked by day as a court reporter and secretly married to this violent criminal on death row. And what I found fascinating as I started to delve into, there are a lot of real 
life stories, a lot of women that uh, are in this situation and that seek out these men. In fact, there's even dating sites for dating men on death row. Wow. Um, so it was kind of fascinating to go from sort of from the outside of it as where you might feel a little bit judgmental about that. How could somebody do that? What would, and then ultimately sort of finding the through line in it that's a little bit like um, I think everybody's had a dis, at least one dysfunctional relationship, and this was almost like it to the extreme, where you have some idea in your head of what the person is, right? You're you this fantasy that doesn't really line up with who they are, right. and it was almost like the extreme of a long distance relationship. You know, instead of being across country or across, uh, you know, uh, continents, right. you're you know one person's in prison and the other person is yeah. on the outside. <laughs> almost like a similar dynamic to it. So it was really interesting getting inside, you know, the rationale of how you could get into that situation. And, uh, you know, we all have a great capacity for denial. And so I thought I, I found it very fascinating to 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 uh, to to kind of get inside that skin of that character. Awesome. Well, yeah, I saw interesting. Uh, yeah, I saw the first two episodes. I can't wait to watch the rest. Um, oh. And it's a great and show. It is. And, and, and you can jump in as a, as a um, serial. Uh, you can jump in okay. in any episode and, and get most of the... For you know, sure. It's so yeah. cool because the books are, are incredible. So and, and I had been a big fan of the books before and the show before getting the job. So it was wonderful when I got the call because I had seen every episode of the show and read oh, you're so a fan. Nice. so i was already a fan and i knew the world and um you know that titus is just so amazing as that character and and the whole ensemble and then ryan and i um had met before but never gotten the chance to work together before and so that was that was really fun because uh you know we had we have some scenes where he's like intimidating my character and you know right. all, all kind of stuff so it was it was fun to find that uh you know working dynamic because in real life ryan he's huge but he's right. such right. a pussycat like he's such a doll but the yeah. other funny thing on that show is every single actor that i worked with other than um titus for some reason, they were all like six four or above. So my eye line kept being like I was oh, looking wow. up. Everybody was so tall. My, Even my Madison Lynch too. Madison Lynch was tall too. She's tall too. Everybody's yeah. tall. She, she's about. She's a little bit taller than me. But yeah, all the all the men in in my character's life, my husband and the attorney yeah. and. I mean, it just kept being, and, and Ryan, it was just funny because uh, everybody was, I was, what, what is it with the show? Everyone's over 6'4", you know? <laughs> Every day is really. I'm five feet, though, so I'm like, oh. they look really tall. They look like, I don't know, he looked like he was like 5'11", 6'1", like, I'm 5'7". <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, everyone looks really tall. It really is, looks tall. Well, I felt like I'm five feet. Set. Oh my gosh! I'm really it's short. Amazing. I'm a, a tiny person. You're a tiny human. Oh. Yeah. Well, Juliet, it's been amazing. Wow. November 9th, 
uh, A Place Among the Dead comes out on video on demand, so we can't wait to see it. Of course, the uh, virtual red carpet is tomorrow, and I wish you all the best. Hopefully, maybe a couple of us will be in, in the house virtually. But thank you so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show. It was amazing. Absolutely. This was so much fun. I also just yes. wanted to mention, because we, we are going to be in Lemley Theaters in America starting October 30th. So we're going to be... A- in the U.S. on October 30th, and oh, then oh. we will be available as well in Europe um, uh, and all throughout the world uh, on November 9th. So, uh, and oh, tickets for the, for the premiere, for the previews, for the Lemley, for all the other theaters, they're all available on uh, modernfilms.com slash a place among the dead. So it's the distributor, modernfilms.com slash a place among the dead. I was just about to ask that. Great. Thank you. Wonderful. November 9th is a good day um, for a premiere. Oh, Uh, why why is that, Chach? It's my birthday. Oh, it's your birthday. Yes, yes. We're great friends, obviously. There you go. Nice. Well, you've got a a chocolate, a birthday, and Halloween, and it's always a a close. That's so nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Julie, before we let you go, if you could uh, do a little promo, let us know who you are. Throughout, uh, plug for your film, maybe Drusilla from Buffy, whatever you want, and you're listening to or you're watching or on Below the Belt Show. Okay. Hi, I'm Juliet Landau, Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I just directed A Place Among the Dead, and you are on Below the Belt Radio. Yes! Let's do, let's do a, um, snapshot. A snapshot, one, yes. One without. Uh, costume in one way. Okay. I'm going to count on three, okay? One. Ready? Ready, right, Sabrina? One, two, three. Uh, I think I closed my eyes. <laughs> yeah, check. I didn't know where to look. <laughs> oh, no, you're in there. We, perfect. All right, let's do one really quick. Okay. I love your costume. So awesome. I feel underdressed. Yeah. One second. There we go. All right, here. One fun one. All right, ready? One, one, two, three. Fantastic. Awesome. Woohoo. Juliet, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you. This way, this you. Yeah, so awesome. I can't wait. I'm literally going to text like half my friends and be like, I just know what you're I hope you feel better too. It's not a good time. Make sure you take care and, you know, take care of that cough there, Savvy. Yeah, it'll help when I'm done moving (laughs) and then I can sleep a normal amount. Yeah. Feel you. I'm with you too. What is is sleep like? Describe that in vivid detail. I can't (laughs) sleep if I wanted to. I'm a vampire. I need to sleep during the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Julia, thank you so much. Thank You're you. wonderful. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much. It's such a thank pleasure to be on the thank show. Thank you. That's really fun hanging out and talking to you. Thank and and you. I look forward to see you tomorrow, and if not, the next time. Yes. Uh, absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Have a good Bye. night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Aw. The lovely and talented. Juliet Landau, guys. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> wow, that was awesome. Sabrina, you yeah, must have been... Yeah, I feel like a whole new person. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Were you thrilled? Yeah, it was amazing. And I love that she asked me a Buffy trivia question, and of course, I, I need to answer. Right. You of, course. It. of course you did. Of course. Yeah, Sabrina was saying, 
What? You're fangirling. Awesome. Yeah, I know. No, I'm glad. I'm totally glad. I was, I was trying to keep it keep it down a little bit, but right. then I was like, I can't help it. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was able to make sentences, guys. I think that that should be like, <laughs> well. you know, I should get well. a pat, a virtual pat on the back for that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are you cooking in your Mando costume? It's a little warm. It's a little warm, I but I luckily like, I only have a t-shirt and shorts under here, so yeah. keep it a little cool. I'm actually making an elaborate meal in the kitchen, which is why it took me a, a minute or two to get That's back up. That's quite all right. Well, I, we know it's going to land, but let's go throw out a couple more things before we wrap up, guys. Um, oh, gosh. Can you believe Caitlyn Jenner is going to try her hand at acting? Thank oh, God. God. Yeah, it's called... Du- <laughs> oh, God! Oh, Jesus. It's called Duke of the Valley. It's a scripted sitcom uh, that follows the lives of residents in a fictional San Fernando Valley apartment building. <laughs> oh, good. Oh boy, well, um, that no for Caitlyn Jenner. I know. Well, you know, so people got to stay in the limelight. Like, it's just like when Kim decided she wanted to sing. How well did her album do? Exactly. Yeah. And of course, Paris Hilton and Nikki Hilton's mom, Kathy Hilton, will be joining the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So. Oh boy. I know. So there you go. Just just milking that that that. You know, milking minutes. that cash cow. Gotta milk that cash cow. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Quibi last week, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, Quibi. Um, so Quibi is done, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> it was doomed. It was doomed like, what, from the start. What are the odds of that thing failing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people weren't into the short form entertainment. No. Um, they blamed its failure on the pandemic. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because people were at home, they would rather watch real television shows that had the normal duration of 30 to 60 minutes per episode instead of five minutes per episode. Um, (laughs) But um, Jeffrey Katzenberg, the uh, CEO, um, had an emotional video conference with the staff from Quibi from his Bel Air home. Oh, no, from his Bel Air home. From his Bel Air home. Let me wipe yes. these tears with my hundred dollar bills. Fuck that. <laughs> well, there's probably a lot less hundred dollar bills now. Yeah. That's, that's not true. how they wanted to go, and they said it was a shock for a lot of people. Yeah, because so I think they, I think they released the Apple TV app like on the day when they announced that they were closing shop. I think oh it was wow! The same day. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Apple made the big move. Of course they did. And and all the major streaming platforms have apps. Yeah, and I know Netflix has one. Even yeah. oh, all of them do. Uh, all Comcast do. Infinity has one as well. Yeah, I don't think they had an app. I don't think they had an app for the Apple TV though. Until they the day. Until until it dro- Right. Okay. The day they close shop. Exactly. Exactly. It's a bad idea. You know. <laughs> uh, music awards news. Demi Lovato will be hosting uh, the People's Choice Awards. Actually, that's film, television, and music. And the upcoming nominees for um, the American Music Awards were just announced. Artists of the Year includes Justin Bieber, Post Malone, Roddy Rich, Taylor Swift, and The Weeknd. Uh, Taylor Swift's album, Folklore, remains uh, the number one album. And a cool little trivia, it's the um, first album to sell a million copies in 2020. Um, so, yeah. Does that really say anything? 
She did a a virtual concert though, didn't she? Wasn't she like one of the only Every, like everyone did a virtual concert? Everybody's everyone, been doing virtual Well, I mean, in the beginning concert. when it first happened, she was like one of the first people to do a virtual concert. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, she might have been, yeah. The, the, I I'm mean, pretty sure she, because like, there were commercials for it everywhere. And, and I mentioned last week, the Miley Cyrus at Whiskey A Go-Go was amazing. Yeah, Chachi, she did another performance good. with Billy Idol, right? Yeah, I sent you, yeah, I, I thought that was amazing. I think that was a cu- couple of years ago, but that was pretty amazing, Oh, that was, that was an older one. Okay, that, that was, I mean. I think it was just released today. Oh, cool, awesome. Yeah, like, um, but how do, how do you sell a million albums nowadays? Like, who the hell is buying albums? Like, yeah, you well, if you, if you buy a virtual album, uh, or sorry, a, a digital album as well, but a lot Maybe. of people, but a lot of people do the streaming now. You're right, and they can play the the tracks off the album, correct? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You pay like you know. I wonder how they gauge that now. I don't know. Eight dollars a month int- or whatever. That's a very interesting. You get all um, the albums ever made. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's up. why that's why all these records are screwed up now. Like you have for like Billboard and stuff, you have like like oh this this um you know no name person just beat the Beatles records, but it's not you know now they judge it by like streams, you know, so it's mm-hmm. not the same as going yeah. out to money the album. Weren't yeah. they comparing a Drake to like the Beatles or something crazy, right? It's some dumb like, shit. Yeah, something like yeah. <laughs> some dumb shit. Like, like someone like someone broke Michael Jackson's record. I'm like, come on, no you didn't. No you didn't. Yeah. Like, right. like, you go have somebody go to the store, drive down to the yeah, store, and pay twenty dollars for like yeah. your music. I'm you horribly offended right now. Somebody yeah. actually made a comparison between Drake and the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. I think Drake was on that top list. Like that. The most. Um, yeah. Most okay. I don't care what list he's on. He does. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's not living in the box with the Beatles. I'm I sorry. agree. I agree. I, so um, uh, Keith Renier uh, from Nexium, that sex cult that Allison Mack was a part of, sentenced yep. to 120 years in prison, guys. Huh. Where's he going? Nowhere. I met that's uh, a life sentence and then some, guys. Yeah. Um, they wanted to guarantee he wasn't getting out on parole. So what did Rac- he do? Racketeering, sex trafficking, sexual exploitation hmm. of children. And no, human tra- trafficking. So yep. some of those girls were underage. That if whoops! You, if you watch that um, um, documentary on HBO called The Vow, so one of the victims was a 15-year-old girl. Um, at the center of the exploitation a charge that Renier was convicted of, and a redacted copy of the statement was posted to the court records, said that she was 15 and he was 45. And they begin to have sex, and that he took nude photos of her. So that's why he's getting 120, I hmm. think. Um, you know, just, Ron- why don't he just bang an 18 year old? Like, like, why is it so hard? Yeah, some like, of them look really young. You like know, three years, three years older, and, and you want to go to prison for 120 years. Well, every, every <laughs> time, well he's going to prison for a lot more than just banging a 15 year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ron Jeremy <laughs> faces a maximum sentence of 330 years to life in state prisons because he's got wow. 14 cases now one was lewd conduct with a 15 year old girl dude oh oh ron yep i mean this guy is a porn star that is his, his means of living who, who probably had yeah, sex with fine. plenty of women i'm sure the work wasn't coming in as steadily as older children um so he had five counts of forcible rape 
Man. Six counts of uh, sexual battery by restraint, forcible oral copulation, two counts of forcible penetration by a foreign object. Wow, Jesus. good oh, oh, dude. Dude, right? I saw, yeah. I mean, I've seen some of his videos. How can he forcibly rape anybody? Like, yeah, yeah, he's a little chubby guy. I don't know. Well, me, and, and he's working with yeah. a, a, a trouser boa constrictor, basically. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, well, we should go out to Arnold Schwarzenegger after he underwent heart surgery to replace yes. an aortic valve. So it's the second you, time. To be needing yeah. heart surgery in 2020. Yeah. He said yeah. this day second healthy. time. Yeah. Second time um, surgery. Uh, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton are getting married. I actually thought they were already married, but they're actually married too. Are you serious? Yeah, they're, they're now engaged to be married. I guess it took a while for... Their uh-huh. respective divorces to go through. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hillary Duff is expecting her second child with Matthew Coma. And uh, celebrities have passed on include Jamie Foxx's younger sister, DeAndra Dixon. This oh, yeah. is a sad story. She's, she was 36. She actually uh, had Down syndrome. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, that's sad. So certainly uh, uh, William Blinn. Uh, writer for Purple Rain and Starsky and Hutch passed away. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Jerry Jeff Walker, uh, the Mr. Bajangles show writer, yeah. the Cosmic Cowboy, had passed away. James Randi, the famed magician who was a regular on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show, passed away at the age of 92. Prince Azim, film producer and the son of the Sultan of Brunei, died at the age of 38. Did not cla- uh, disclose the cause of death. Damn. He was uh, known for throwing lavish parties with celebrities like Pam Anderson, Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey, your girl Mariah. Mm-hmm. As Miss Glitter herself. Yeah. And former WWE uh, legend Tracy Smothers. Chachi, you remember him? Um, he was also known as Freddie Joe Floyd. He completed in, in WCW as the Southern Boys. He feuded with Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin and the Freebirds. Um, sadly, he passed away at the age of 58. That's that's fairly mm. young. I'm not sure what was going on he there. He's like he'd be older than that. That's surprising. He was like, yeah, he was back in the day. He was yeah. back in the day. You think he was older than that? You're right. Yeah, he must have started really young. Randy Orton is now a 14-time WWE champion. Can you believe it? Chachi defeated Drew McIntyre at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view last Sunday. Mm. And I think this was a um a marketing thing with uh the Mandalorian. Sasha Banks, WWE superstar, has a role in the upcoming Mandalorian season two. She's got that hooded um, look, the Jedi robe with a hood in the trailer, Nick. I don't know if you saw that mysterious hooded figure, but that was Sasha Banks from WWE. She, okay. won the, she won the WWE Women's Championship from Bailey on Sunday, and her show, The Mandalorian, comes out on the 30th. I don't know its timing or... Oh, well, it's, it's well, man. See if she can act. I don't know. This is her we'll first see. TV show. We'll see. So we'll see. I mean, from a wrestling perspective, yes. She can cut a promo. Acting on the small screen and the big screen and scripted stuff is a little different, even though some stuff in WWE is scripted, though. Um, mm-hmm. So... We yep. shall see. Yep. Uh, LA Dodgers are your uh, World Series champions. Um, 
It's funny because that's been nowhere on the news. <laughs> like nobody yeah. gives a shit about baseball right now. It's too funny. No, nope, not at all. Yeah, mm. and the first title since 1988. Can you believe yep. that? Wait, did they leave yep. Brooklyn? Exactly. <laughs> and, then- <laughs> <laughs> and South Park will be all over the Denver Broncos stadium. So um, if you're watching an upcoming Broncos game, look for Cartman and Eric and all the South Park characters uh, as fans at a stand. They're actually starting to let some fans in the stands. I know that was the case for the Philadelphia Eagles game. The Baltimore Ravens, uh, M&T Bank Stadium, I believe, are going to start having um, some fans in the stands as well. And Khabib Nurjamadov defeated Justin Gaeth, um at UFC 254, and he decided to retire um, right after it. Um, he said his father died from COVID-19, and his, his mother uh, asked him um, to fight without his father in his corner. He was always, His father was always in his corner, mm-hmm. and then he promised that that was going to be his last fight. Mm-hmm. And he's got a record of 42-0. Wow. Pretty impressive, man. That's impressive. That is freaking impressive. Thirteen and zero in UFC, but an overall MMA forty-two and zero. Again, for I don't even know what that means, but that means he won forty-two and zero. No, I mean I figured that part out. I was gonna say forty-two <laughs> to zero means you're right. pretty much killing it and whatever you're doing. Right. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And birthdays today. Birthdays. October twenty-eighth. Uh, Dennis Franz, he was uh, famously known for showing nudity on network TV um, at 76 today. His ass, right? Yeah, he showed his ass. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> horrible. Daphne Zuniga, Melrose Place, 58. Lauren Holly, 57. Um, Cheryl Underwood of The Talk is 57. Jamie Gertz is 55 from... Uh, the Lost Boys and uh, Less Than Zero, Chachi, and I know oh, Jamie yeah. Gertz. Chris Bauer, True Bloods, 54. Andy Richter's 54. Julia Roberts, happy birthday, Julia. She's 53 today. 53, wow. Pretty Woman's 53, wow. Yes, right? Yeah. See, there Davis. are still women that are in their 50s that are beautiful other than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Right? Fucking A, man. Yeah. Have you not seen Elizabeth Hurley lately? Holy shit. Holy shit. Look at Taylor. Do you yeah, know uh, Juliet's 50? Yeah, Julia yeah I know. Uh, she looks the same she's as great. when she was in Buffy. I don't know what she's talking about. She's 55. Yeah, she's she looks great. Yeah. That's great. She looks Wait, who's amazing. 55? Julia. 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 Julia's 55. I thought she was only 50. Holy shit. 55. Wow. Um, Jeremy Davis uh, is 51. He was in Lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Joaquin Phoenix, your boy, Chachi. You, you almost were his ass double. I was almost uh, his ass, yeah. Uh, it was 46. <laughs> You should have said yes, Josh. You should have said yes. It was never in the movie anyways. They probably didn't even film it. Could have gotten that money, though, and not been I, in. It would been a win-win. So you I didn't have to show got, your ass. I could have got turned down, though. That would have been oh, even worse. That would have been more humiliating. Especially with all the It's supposed to be like me and four other guys that he was going to choose um, which right. ass he wanted. Which ass he liked. If, if I had a few I months to you know, do some squats and stuff. <laughs> What? Me and four of the guys, we showed our ass to Joaquin Phoenix, and he picked out his favorite. Yeah, they'd, they'd literally t- t- he'd see photos of your 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 ass, right? Yes, yeah. Well, that, I, that, I, was, I think it was in person. I think it was. Oh, he want you literally had to drop trial in front in front of Joaquin. I think it was. Yeah. Holy shit! That's, yeah, they want to see that shit. I mean, isn't that bad? Don't you guys do that in the gym all the time no, in the locker room? 
I don't no, no, old, the old men do that. Do that. The old men do that. Yes, right. Why, why, is old, why is it always the old men? Because like, they don't give a shit. That's why. They should. Like, they should give a shit more than anybody. Really? I'm always naked in the locker room at the gym. Nah. I guess that's a little different with the women, but you're hot. But like you know, these old guys, and like they'll sit there. Like I remember one guy was talking to his buddy. He just put on his balls. t-shirt, and no pants on, no underwear, nothing like that. He was talking about and baseball. Talking. Yeah. Pants on. Put your underwear on first. I'm put gonna, your under. Thank you. I'm thank a guy you. With, his, with his bat hanging out, talking about baseball to me. No, right. thank you. No, yeah. thank you. Same as the person that picks the urinal closest to you and starts chatting when he yeah. gets <laughs> any urinal right. on the far right, but he picks the one just because yep. he wants to say hi. He just like wants talk. to look at your dick. That's what he wants you to do. You guys are just so afraid of being with each other with your naked parts out. No, man, just dicks Women are, are weird. Like, Let's go to the bathroom. We can feel each other's implants. <laughs> I've actually felt many a girl's implants in the bathroom. Not surprised. I, I like it. Uh, the rest of the birthdays include Gwendolyn Christie, Brienne of Tarth, and of course she was in Star Wars, um, the first two uh, new films. Uh, she's 42 today. Uh, Justin Guarini of American Idol Famous 42. Matt Smith from The Crown and Doctor Who, 38, which. Uh, Finn Wittrock from American Horror Stories 36. Troy and Balisario's A Pretty Little Liars 35. Your your boy Frank Ocean, Sabrina, I know you love Frank Ocean, is 33. I, I do love Frank Ocean. That Billy's, that Billy's son? Not related no. to Billy. Oh. Um, no, he's a very talented musician. We, didn't we see him at the Grammys? We did. I thought I, yeah, I thought we did yeah. see him at the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah, I played a piece there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mean, birthdays many, today, guys. Ocean guys, know. you know. Her name's Ocean. He might have been inspired by Billy Ocean. Let me see. Uh, is that his real name? Say? Frank Ocean? I don't think it's his real name. <laughs> That's like Jon Snow or um or the Sands. Um, it doesn't say it wasn't his name. It um his Wikipedia might say his real name. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at now, but it's not saying that it was anything. Oh, um, I don't know. I just don't know. Okay, I guess it'll be a mystery. Well, guys, happy Halloween, guys. This is the BTB happy Halloween, Halloween episode. Myself and Baby Yoda. Uh, uh, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, on behalf of the spooky panel. The one and only, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, and this is Thriller, <laughs> Chachi McFly. Yeah, I don't think his name was really Ocean. He said he was inspired by Ocean's Eleven. I'm like, bullshit. Like, you're not name yourself He's Ocean like, and not name yourself after Billy Ocean. Ocean's Eleven, not the Sinatra Ocean's Eleven. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still, I mean, it, it's yeah. after Billy Ocean. Come on, don't, yeah. don't kid me. Anyways, um, the one and only Sabrina Taylor Smith, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer super fan. Yes. I reign in the Buffy trivia world. See, the she, one and only. That's right. He is the Captain Big Nick. Oorah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please stay in your seat until the plane comes to a complete spot. And thank you for flying Air BTB. Have a good Halloween. 
And for the closing <laughs> cut, I figured a um a song about vampires. Yeah. And doing a Google search, this is the four songs that came out. Maybe we can do a, <laughs> a vote on this. We have Love Song for a Vampire by Annie Lennox in 1992. Vampires Will Never Hurt You, My Chemical Romance, 2002. Night of the Vampire, Roxy Erickson and Bleeb Alien, 1980. And Bloodletting, The Vampire Song by Concrete Blonde. I think we know which one Chach wants to pick. I don't know. I'd figure something from The Lost Boys, but... The one from 1980, I was going to assume, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I only know that song. There's also Bauhaus, Bella Lugosi's Dead. Oh Neil man, Young. Bauhaus is a good one. That's a good one. I like Neil that. Young, Vampire Blues. There you go. You know what? How about just This Is Halloween, Nightmare Before Christmas? Go for it. <laughs> Got a whole soundtrack there, bro. Well, we played that. It's been a few years. Halloween, 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 Halloween. All I right, that, I was that every day is Halloween. Mm-hmm. We've we've played every day is Halloween I, I, recently I, I, by yeah. Ministry. Um, it's been a while since we did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, huh, Chachi? Yeah, it's probably been a, it's probably been a few minutes. Okay. All right. Closing cut. Halloween <laughs> song. This is Halloween. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess it, I guess it, it was better than the vampire songs that I had to choose from. Yeah, yeah. No one was jumping <laughs> up and down, so. Guys, close the cut. The one and only uh, from the, the the soundtrack of uh, Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas. This is Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Danny, Danny Elfman. Be with you. Oh, by Danny Elfman. Yes. There you go. <laughs> see ya. Peace. peace. See you guys. Bye. Bye. See something strange Come with us and you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween This is Halloween Pumpkins scream in the dead of night This is Halloween Everybody make a scene Trick or treat Tell the neighbors on a diaphragm It's our town Everybody scream It's town of Halloween I am the one hiding under your bed Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red I am the one hiding under your stairs Fingers like snakes and spiders in my hair This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, 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 bye.